We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Nakora gets it on the radium and he's over. It's another Cronulla try off another Tigers era. And Obama gets away from Shaw and scores and it's 4-0. Brentford have not witnessed anything like this for decades. That's 4-0 for Manchester United. Overnight scores, expert comment and controversy on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And good morning everyone, I'm Ray Thomas. Welcome to the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Huge three hours coming up, co-host Dean Ritchie right alongside me. Dino, good morning, another terrific weekend so far of footy, but can I start on a sombre note? And, and obviously the passing of Paul Green is affected the rugby league and sporting world immensely and I dare say you would have known and dealt with Paul many times over the years. It's still hard to to fathom it that we've lost um, Paul Green at just 49 years of age. Good morning, Dino. Yeah, good morning, Ray. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, incredibly, incredibly sad news. Mm. Ray, I, I wouldn't sit here and say Paul Green was my best mate, but I had a lot of dealings with Greeny over many years as a player and as a coach at origin level, club level, Cowboys level, and it's it's heartbreaking and shocking mm. to think at 49 that he's left us and he's left a, a beautiful young family. It's, as I said, Ray, I, I didn't know whether I was sad or, or, or stunned or shocked or probably a, a little bit things. of all. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's been some really lovely tributes paid by the NRL this this weekend's round of games, there's a minute silence for Paul Green before every gra- every game. I didn't see the, the Roosters-Cowboys game yesterday, a club which Paul was, both clubs he was heavily involved with, but apparently lovely uh, or, or moving scenes um, in memory of Paul Green prior to that, rate, that match yesterday. Yeah, there were signs, <coughs> excuse me, right, signs held up at the ground, how much they, they will miss him. Uh, of course, he coached. North Queensland, that famous premiership in mm. 15, was a Roosters halfback. Uh, look, he wanted to coach again. He was on the cusp of signing with Wayne Bennett's Dolphins as an assistant. Uh, Greedy was a high achiever, Ray. He was very intelligent and he just loved football. Mm. He could talk to you about football for hours and hours on end. Um, you know, you know, a lot you, of people have contacted yeah. me and other journalists saying that yeah, then he saw him last weekend right at the Sharks reunion yeah, and in terrific spirits. Form, yeah. Do you know, do you, there's been calls for, um, how do I express this, a, um, a round um, dedicated to, to mental health issues. And um, do you think that is something NRL should look at more closely? I know a lot of people have made that suggestion that maybe round 22 from now on is dedicated to Paul Green's memory and, and used to try and promote mental health issues and, and to get people aware of this issue. Of all the rounds, Ray, when you think about what we do in rugby league, we try to be inclusive. But if a round 
for mental health saves one life. Mm. Just one life, Ray. That's enough for me to think that the NRL should seriously consider it. Ray, I don't have mental health issues. I'm very lucky. So for someone like me, it can be difficult to understand those that do have it mm. because I don't suffer from it. But if you're feeling depressed or you just want to talk, please find a friend, you know. Mm. Find someone who can help you. Yeah, no, well said, Dino. Um, just quickly, we'll go through some of the results so far this weekend, Dino, and we'll, we'll talk up the footy because we've seen some great games. Thursday night, um, Melbourne 16, Penrith nil out there at the foot of the mountains, a depleted Penrith side, um, well and truly beaten by a resurgent storm. Their defence was excellent. Friday, Warriors 42, Canterbury 18, South Sydney 26, the Eels nil. Gee, South are looking good, Dino. Um, Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell, Cam Murray, all outstanding. Uh, yesterday, the Roosters 32 versus the Cowboys 18. The Roosters are building really nicely going into the finals. The Cowboys would have been a tough week for them after the passing of Paul Green and their first game at the SCG too, but the Roosters just too good. Sharks 36, Tigers 12. They're looking good, the Sharks. And the Broncos back in winning form, 28-10 versus the Knights. Today's games, Dino at 2 o'clock, the Raiders take on the Dragons. 4.05 game is Titans versus Seagulls. Back to Thursday night, the Storm far too good. Penrith's injuries and suspension is catching up with them at the moment. Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, you're right there, Ray. Uh, Luai Cleary, Dylan Edwards, Fisher-Harris. All missing now injuries to Taylor Liam May. Martin. Taylor May. Yeah, yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moses Leota. So that great run of being injury-free for mm. the Panthers seems to have come back to bite them at the wrong end of how, the how year. How bad's Liam Martin? Have you heard? No. Yeah. No, it, it's syndesmosis, right? That, that generally is four weeks. <sighs> generally. No, uh, Cameron one. Munster playing fullback at the moment, Ray, through necessity, he through injury. Brilliant. brilliant yet oh. again. He was well. South Sydney were brilliant against the Hills on Friday night, twenty six nil. They take on Penrith next week. But geez, South, the crowd. Every time Latrell Mitchell gets the football, the crowd just rises because something is going to happen. Cody Walker was Brent. Cam Murray is an outstanding player. Latrell, he just picks his moment when he basically gets into the game. Something happens. You know, he was almost untouchable on Friday night. Superstar. Absolute superstar. Yeah. I've been on this show now for a couple of weeks saying what I think of Latrell mm. in terms of his legacy. He will go down, if he can maintain his form, he will go down as one of the all-time greats of our wow. game. Wow. Yeah. I think he's that good. He does things on a football field most players couldn't dream of achieving. Mm. And on his back this year, Ray... He will take South just about all the way. I said it last week. If I had to put a few bob on right now, I'll say South Penrith in the grand final. That's how good Latrell Mitchell is. Since he's been back, Ray, South have won six of seven games. Yeah, That's so clear good. proof of yeah. the influence he has on the Bunnies. I know no Mitchell Moses for Parramatta, but what did you make of them, Dino? Because at the start of the second half, when Parramatta had an opportunity to get themselves back into the game, they had a lot of ball, and they had most of the ball in the second half, and they were camped for repeat sets on South's try line there. First 10, 15 minutes of the second half, South's defence was just too good. Yeah, I can't get my head around Parramatta. Ray, every time I think they can go on and really do some damage, they go down and up. Down, up, oh, down. Yeah. They're a team, if you're a punter, you, you couldn't trust them. If, if you're a supporter, it must be frustrating. Exactly, because you just don't know which side you're going to get. But look, numerous times this year, I've thought they'll give it a crack. Mm. And then within a fortnight later, I'm thinking they won't be anywhere near it. So at this point, 
Right now, mm. I'm saying they can't win it. But next week, they're liable to come out and blow someone off the park. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Roosters-Cowboys, I didn't say that game as I said earlier, but Roosters are building nicely. The Cowboys, we've been saying for a while, could be title threats, but what did yesterday's game? Where are, Roosters, where are the Roosters and where are the Cowboys at now? Uh, I think the Roosters are like South Ray. I'm starting to put them in a category alongside the Bunnies mm. as this powerhouse that's going to swoop home late and do an incredible amount of damage in the finals. They've got the roster, they've got the confidence, and they really took it to the Cowboys yesterday, who I thought were disappointing, albeit it was clearly an emotional week for the Cowboys, uh, and we all certainly understand that. Do you reckon the Roosters, Ray? If, can, you if win they the, could, can you win from the bottom half of the eight? Absolutely. They're, they're not going to finish high. Than history says you can't. Bottom four. History is there to be broken. Yeah. It's been, it can be done. It's been done before on the old final five system, the top eight system. It can be done. Can have one day in it. <laughs> is the side that is capable. Yeah. I know I've just given raps to two sides. Not everyone can win it, but gee, I, I just like the look of South and I love the look of the Roosters. Yeah. I know we spoke about the Sharks last week and you you made your point about the Sharks, etc. last week, but they keep winning. We, we've mentioned Nico Hines a number of times. He's, along with Adam Reynolds, probably the buyers of the year. 36-12 against the hapless Tigers, I know, but they just keep winning, the Sharks, and well coached. They're going to finish top four. They're going to put themselves in a position to go deep into the finals. Absolutely. Four tries in that first 25 minutes yesterday, Ray, was game over from there. Uh, look, you know, it wasn't a brilliant performance from the Sharks, but it was thorough. It was professional. It's one of those games, Ray, you're playing a low side or lowly placed side. You just want to get the job done. Yep. They did it. They did it well. And that's now eight from their past nine games. Yeah, well, yeah. So they are going into the finals absolutely brimming with confidence. Broncos back in the winner's list against the Knights, 28-10 and pretty emphatic win. Yeah, I thought the second half was a little bit disappointing, but a pass mark overall for the Broncos. They needed it, 18-0 at half time. Uh, Kevin Walters, right? We talk about coach of the year, mm. and I'll throw it open to the open line too. And on text, who's the coach of the year this year? Good point. Craig yeah. Fitzgibbon He's got is a bold candidate. Yeah. Todd Payton, we yeah. have to be right up there. You've obviously got your Bellamy and you've got Cleary, Cleary as well. But Kevin Walters, they've won 13 from 21, Ray. Last year they won seven yeah. from 24. So he's the doubled. The Cowboys and the Broncos have been a massive improvement, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, Kev's yeah. doubled the results up mm. there. That would have to put him right there on the front row of Coach of the Year candidates. And there's still a rough chance to get top four. Do you think the Broncos need to be top four to to be a legitimate title threat. Yeah, I don't think they can win it, Ray. Mm. I don't think the Broncos are good enough to win the competition. There's too many better sides than them, but please don't misinterpret that as me being critical of them. Mm. Given what I just said, last year, seven wins. This year, we're talking top four. An incredible turnaround. And they're a young side, so they've, they've got a lot ahead of them. Combo, Den- three tries, two He's a star, night, isn't he? He's great to brilliant, watch. Yeah. Brilliant kid to watch. Um, Dean, we've got uh, some great guests coming on the show uh, today, including the South Sydney, um, South Sydney's uh, Blake Solly, the CEO. And you wrote a story late last week about South Sydney and they just want to find a home ground, do you know? Yeah, it's what a really is strange <laughs> situation. So in a nutshell, Ray, South signed an agreement at a core stadium which took them through to 2030. Yep. Provided in that deal was that the government would spend up to $800 million on a refurbish mm-hmm. slash redevelopment. That money is now gone. So South say, look, the deal we signed is essentially... Now and void, void yep. for want of a better term, and that they now want to head back to their 
geographic heartland in Moore Park mm. where the brand new stadium has been built and the government has invested $800 million. But for some reason, whatever reason we don't know just mm. yet, the government is resisting that move. Well, hopefully Blackside can shed some light. I do understand there's some meetings coming up this week and there's a, a lot playing out in that space because there's also drama with with uh, the Penrith redevelopment as well, the Paceway purchase, etc. That's that's still not a fait accompli either. So there's a lot to unfold. Read that and we'll talk to Blake Solly just after 9am. Dino, AFL. Oh, Carlton. Oh, my. Late? Oh, virtually the last kick of the game. Melbourne have stolen at 79-74. If Carlton had have hung on, that would have guaranteed them a final spot. Now they've got to go back to the G next week and somehow find a way to beat Collingwood to ensure they make the finals because the Bulldogs are are storming through as are Richmond, so there's no certainty. It's a heartbreaker, right? It, it was. It was just, yeah, it was 79 74. Melbourne getting up over Carlton, and so Carlton's been in the top eight all year, Dino. It'd be just terrible if they dropped out in the last round, but anyway, it is what it is. Other games so far this weekend Brisbane 81, St Kilda 66, snuffing out St Kilda's final chances. The Bulldogs, as I said, got up 62 57 against the Giants. There's still a chance to make the top eight going into next weekend's last round. Adelaide 103, North Melbourne 74, Gold Coast 59 against the now minor premiers Geelong 119. That's 12 in a row for Geelong. They are flying. As I mentioned, Melbourne 79, Carlton 74 and Perth, over in Perth, Fremantle 71, West Coast 47. Two games or three games today, Richmond versus Hawthorne, Essen versus Port Adelaide, but... An absolute blockbuster, Dino. Swans versus Collingwood starting at 3.20. What a game that'll be. Absolute ripper with Collingwood. 11 in a row, yeah, I think, right? they're going for 12 in a row. Full-time too, right? Just over there in Argentina. Mm. It's just finished 48-17. Argentina have demoralised. We had a spare parts team. The Wallabies. Wallabies. We did. Yeah. But a bit like Parramatta, Ray, every time you think there's a little bit of a resurgence in Australian rugby... Mm. We get absolutely walloped. And let's be honest, it was spare parts, but Argentina, I wouldn't call them a powerhouse in world rugby, even though they are certainly an improving side. Your All Blacks won that in South Africa. 35-23. Panel operator Hamish is happy. 35-23 over there in South Africa. That might have saved Ian Foster's job another week or so. For another week, anyway. Hey, hey uh, Zuccarino race, sorry, I was going to ask yeah. you about yesterday at uh, Rose Hill. Yeah, look. Won the Rosebud. It was... Um, Day it was a big finish, wasn't it? Yeah. Because Spacewalk looked home about he, 100 out. He did look home, but to be fair to Zuccarina, he was trying to barge his way through between horses too. So if he had have lost, you would have said he was unlucky. Spacewalk might have thrown it away, but Zuccarina would have been unlucky. Does that make any sense? Yep. But anyway, but it was a tremendous finish. And I think um, that sets the tone for the spring. That was sort of not a low-key meeting, but... It's only an entree into what we're going to get from next week, which is Group 1 racing back at Randwick with the Wink Stakes. But it was a, a, a meeting chock full of interest because we had that the drama with Frumos, who was stuck on the fence back at the tail of the field, where you had to be, yes, you had to be on the on the rail. Hugh Bowman tries, he might, couldn't get out. Long stewards inquiry afterwards, went across two races. In the end, Hugh Bowman escaped any sanction. Punters certainly weren't happy. Raduna often gone far too good. We also saw Surefire and Raging Bull, horses who are better known as stayers, um, win first up very, very impressively in separate races, and they're on the Cups campaign. And a horse like Shades of Rose in the last, who we've mentioned before, was a, a brilliant winner, and she is definitely um, a stakes winner in waiting. And in Melbourne, the Doncaster Mile winner, Mr Brightside, returned 
to win the Lawrence and a nice horse from Queensland, Dino, called Uncommon James, won the regal role very, very easily and he's a sprinter making giant inroads at the moment. So exciting times ahead with the spring just around the corner. And we will have Zuccarina's trainer, John O'Shea, on the show a little later. We certainly will. Hey, you keeping up to this live golf drama? Little bits here and there. I'm not across everything, but certainly the Cameron Smith rumour will not go away. Yeah, well, he's, he's playing okay at the moment in the St Jude Classic, which is the first of three of these FedEx Cup matches. Huge money for the eventual winner. He's got it back to 10 under, going through 17 in the third round. He's two under for the day. He's just three shots three shots off the lead, which is Sepp Stracker at 13 under. So he's certainly in contention. But there was an incident with Scotty Sheffler, the world number one. Did you see that in Cam Smith? He walked across in front of... Cam Smith, he's preparing to putt, walked across his line and everything, which is absolute no-go in golf. Absolutely. <clears throat> and Cam Smith was asked about it afterwards at a press conference. And I can't say what he said on air <laughs> to the, to the um, reporters, but he said it was a so-and-so move and basically called, called out the world number one for being a bit of a peanut. So there's a lot of tension so Ray, amongst the golfing ranks. The I moment. wasn't across that. I apologise. Yeah. So Scheffler... Is anti-Liv? Yeah, yeah, and, and he's been very much a spokesman for the PGA. Now, the rumours don't go away that Cam Smith has signed, apparently for as much as $140 million, which, to be fair to anybody, it'd be hard to ignore, wouldn't it? <coughs> and um, But he hasn't actually confirmed that yet. He still wants to play President's Cup and, of course, the FedEx Cup. But certainly the rumours are abounding that the world number two is going to cross to the Live Golf Tour. And Scotty Scheffler, he's made his... his uh, Thoughts very well and truly known about those golfers who he believes have done the wrong thing and left the PGA Tour. No matter what you think, Ray, whether people want to go to a Rebel Tour or not, mm. golf has to keep its integrity through this. And if Scheffler's doing those kind of acts, that's unprofessional. Yeah. He's yeah. got to put that to one side. He mightn't like what other golfers are doing, mm. but you can't be doing that. I tell you that's what's, unsporting. And I tell you what's happening too, Dino. Like, the Live Golf Tour are now programming potentially three tournaments in Australia next year. Now, all of a sudden, these golfers who a lot, lot of the world won't, couldn't see because they're basically um, sanctioned or play in the, in the US apart from a couple of tournaments in Europe, they're trying to go around the world with them now, which is, is just going to open up golf superstars to a greater fan base. Is that a good thing? I think it is. Can you admonish a golfer for, if he gets offered 140 mil for crossing a to the live tour, absolutely you, not. You couldn't say no, could you? Take the money. Like Tiger, Tiger Woods said no, but he doesn't probably need the money. Why is there shame in taking money which sets up not only a family but probably the next three or four generations yeah, of family? And, and we've seen it so often in sport that I guess um, we often see this in similar instances: World Series cricket, that sort of thing. The traditionalists probably don't see it coming, and if and if they do see it coming, they're sort of ignorant of what, of the momentum these Rebel tours are gaining. And b before they react, it's too late. And I think the PGA, to be fair, didn't sort of take this threat seriously. And all of a sudden, it's gained momentum now. A lot of the major names are going across to it. So sooner rather than later, the two sides are going to have to get together. Otherwise, there'll be a, a major split in world golf. That's what I'm saying, Ray. Take the money now because you know they will come together and reunite at some mm. point. And then you're basically back to where you were in the first place, <laughs> and you got 140 million in your kick. Greg Norman is coming out to Australia, right? Yeah, yeah. Check out the golf courses, the lakes, the Australian and New South Wales were the three courses. I was told that he would look mm -hmm. at. Someone asked a question: Would those courses resist hosting a live event? 
And then they said, well, they might, but what about the coin? Yeah. Bring it on. Money's and all golf all courses languages. have struggled during COVID. So, exactly. And it would be astronomical. Exactly, yeah. Hey, hey Dino, as I said, we talking about South earlier, and you mentioned what your thoughts are about Latrell Mitchell. And on Friday night, we were out there, and every time he got the football, the crowd noise just went up with him because something was going to happen. And it got me thinking about our talk topic for today, and that's sports stars who are pure box office, those guys you would have loved to have seen play. Is there one sports person you would love to have seen that you never did? If there was one I would love to have seen, Ray, it would be Mike Tyson. When Tyson was at his peak, mid to late 80s, early 90s, I would love to have been at Caesars Palace to watch that. That would have been absolutely electric. How often did you go to a pub? I did every time Tyson fought. You found, knew found a pub something somewhere was going to exactly happen. to watch him fight. Cause and it was going to be yeah, gruesome. It was amazing. He, he was incredible. He'd be fantastic. So he was mine, Mike I, Tyson. I reckon you'd pick mine. It was a dead heat. Bradman. And Ali, yeah, Ali. <laughs> if you had a oh, chance, fair enough. yeah, to see one of those two men, it would have been absolutely fantastic. But give us your thoughts on the back of Latrell Mitchell's wonderful form. Those sports stars that, if you had an opportunity to see and you never did, who would it have been? Let us know on the open line thirteen fifty three fifty three or SMS oh four one nine seven six seven two seven two. Listen to Dino and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Hunters Postmortem with Dave Stanley. I'd love to see more opportunities given to those guys. Richard Callender. What about if we just said you've got to ridden a certain amount of rides during that previous season to be eligible to ride in the half a million dollar New Haven Park Country Championship? Glenn Munsey. The only way you'll get a blow up about that is if you look at horses that are racing in town regularly with city jockeys on them anyway. Hunters Postmortem. Monday 9am Racing HQ. Thinking about your next build or renovation? Wideline Windows and Doors has all the planning tools at your fingertips. Their website is full of inspirational ideas to make your project a success. Advice and tips to get you started, even a colour selector and window planning tool. Plus, free online quotes are returned in 48 business hours. Just upload your plans or tell them what you need. Easy. There's never been a better time to take a closer look at the Wideline Windows and Doors website. www.wideline.com.au Mum, can you see the MasterCard I'm holding? No. It's a digital prepaid MasterCard, Mum. It's virtual. Oh? Right now, we have a bonus digital prepaid MasterCard up to $400 on selected kitchen appliances at Bing Lee. You could use it to get something else. Something you can see, Mama. Ha-ha. You have virtual talent, Lionel. Really? Yes. I can't see it. Get a bonus digital prepaid MasterCard up to $400 on selected kitchen appliances at Bing Lee. Bing Lee. Better living every day. Hi, it's Matty Johns. Get your years of hard work recognised and get the qualification you deserve with the help of Skills Certified. Their partner RTOs assess your workplace skills and can turn them into a nationally recognised qualification through recognition of prior learning. It could open your career options, increase your salary or even get your promotion. Why spend unnecessary time and money when life has already qualified you? Take the free 60-second skills check now at skillscertified.com.au. Get your skills certified. Calypso Rain wide around, ranging up with Pindaric and Outlaws Revenge and Calypso Rain sprinted to the lead. What you want, trying to match then Pindaric and quietly discreet won't go away. It's Calypso Rain a half in front from Pindaric. What do you want? There's no behemoth. Pim's party runs on, but Calypso Rain races clear with the spring stakes. 
from Pindaric and Pim's party, then what you want, extreme thrill. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show. Yeah, no Calypso rain. I'm sorry, no behemoth in the spring states. Calypso rain getting the job done there in Adelaide. Rosehill Gardens yesterday dinner. We touched on it earlier. There was plenty happening and some really promising horses um, went around. Straight to race five, Dino. I like the effort of Raduna, but of course, Frumos. All the talk after the race. She's still trying to get a run. Now, Frumos, Bowman's going to need a bit of luck here. Not much traffic. There's plenty of traffic as she turns. And she's well off them. And Raduna kicked away from Sally Pops. Raduna got three, four lengths in front from Sally Pops. Pandora Blue uh, further back then on the inside to Torfik Lass. Frumos can't get a crack at them. But Raduna's well clear from Torfik Lass and Pandora Blue. Fear not late on the scene. There's a bit of brave win by Raduna. Led all the way from Torfik Lass. Photo third, Pandora Blue. Or Artie's aura, then came Fear Not. Frumos not fully tested on the inside, followed then by... Yeah, she never got a clear run at all, Frumos. And, uh, look, it did take some of the gloss off the win of Raduna, who was taken on in front. She kicked away, and she was just too good in the end. Frumos, of course, um, had zero luck. As I said, race six, this is a nice horse, surefire. Straight. Titanium power falling's clear from True Detective Ox Kazulu, Arctic Thunder. Surefire's five lengths away, starting to put in. It's Titanium Power at the 200. Three lengths clear from Surefire, who's giving chase now. Giving good chase, Surefire. Roping in Titanium Power and a Surefire the Star back with a bang. First up, ran down Titanium Power. Oscar Zulu third, then True Detective, no compromise. Yeah, nice horse to win. First up at 1,400 metres at August Well for his spring campaign, his potential on a Melbourne Cup path. Onto the Rosebud, action are plenty here. The winner remains unbeaten, Zuccarino. Got 400 metres to run and Troach leads the way by a length on Caboo. Zuccarino needs a bit of room. Sweet Ride hanging tough the outside. And now Spacewalk pulling to the outside to launch his claim. And quickly Spacewalk moved up in a five-way go. Spacewalk put his head in front. Zuccarino's getting the gap now, giving chase. Spacewalk in front from Zuccarino. Spacewalk. Zuccarino drives on the inside and might have got up. Photo, Zuccarino lunging at Spacewalk, right on the wire. Getting up on the inside, Troats, I'd say third, just in front of... Yeah, one thing about Zuccarino, Dino, he wanted to win that race yesterday. Showed a lot of desire, very willing to go through that narrow gap, as was his rider, Brenton Abdella. We'll talk to John O'Shea shortly about his plans for Zuccarino. Down to the last, gee, she's a good mare. She is flying at the moment, Shades of Rose. In front of Sabrinko, further back to Sequan and Riverdale Sol, six off them getting wide. Moddy Ditto creeping up the inside, but Shades of Rose going through the gears. Inside the 200 is well clear now. It's a great battle for the miners. Moddy Ditto continues to make ground the inside from Never Second, but Shades of Rose is going to lead all the way. Moddy Ditto second, Never Second third, and getting up for fourth quick tempo, followed by the big easy Riverdale Sol, Sequan. Yeah, look, I know that the, the track played to horses on rail and leading but she would have won anyway Dino she was just far too good shades of rose and there's a stakes win in her for sure another sprinter who has absolutely stormed through the grades how good is he uncommon james wins a regal roller at caulfield 
Further back ranges, Uncommon James just needs a bit of an out now from High Stranger, Cinewan Lombardo, Viral William Thomas into the running. Sartorial Splendor at the 250 from Felicia Fullbore. Uncommon James gets out and then open-minded and ranges. Uncommon James moves up and takes the lead from Felicia and then ranges. Uncommon James, 100 metres to go, darting away. A smart win. Uncommon James won it well. Rangers second, photo third. William Thomas or Felicia. Then Geez, a nice horse, Uncommon James. And uh, uh, that wasn't the strongest listed race, but all you can do is win, and he won very impressively. On to the Lawrence Stakes, the Doncaster Mile winner, Mr. Brightside, resumes. How did he go? Mr. Brightside presents out three wide on the course. Regal Power getting off the fence behind it. Then I am Superman. Scolopini regressing and then Uncle Bryn. It's still Buffalo River. 200 metres to go. Two lengths. Mr. Brightside and I am Superman launching. Buffalo River 100 to go. Mr. Brightside bridging the gap with I am Superman. Mr. Brightside's back. Mr. Brightside won it from I am Superman. Buffalo River then Regal Power. Next to finish Scolopini. Uncle Bryn Streets of Babylon. Excellent return by Mr. Brightside, and uh, he is a very, very talented horse, edged out I Am Superman in the Lawrence Stakes, Dino. Ray, plenty of texts coming in about our talk topic. Box office, heroes, Graham texts in, Farlap, Walter Lindrum, Rod Laver, Dally Messenger, mm. and Jesse Owens, no name on this one. I would love to have seen Gary Ablett Senior play. I did. You did? I once saw, I saw him in that famous final series in 89, kicked eight goals against Essendon in a semi-final I saw. I wasn't at the grand final when he kicked I think eight and won the Norm Smith, but I was there one day and he played in the wing, Dino, at the MCG. Kicked 14 goals from a wing against Richmond. He, he was a phenomenon. Gary Mitchell from Fairlight says we'd love to have seen any World Series cricket game where they were packed with superstars. Mm. That's very, very true. Mitchell Zulu says I would love to have seen Norse Devils, Broncos and Queensland star smoking Joe Kilroy. Yeah. Even at his own cheer squad. And here's one from Scotty from Kalani Heights, who's a mate of mine, who says it's got to be Craig Fitzgibbon for Coach of the Year. Scotty's an Ambo. He's listening while working in the city at the City to Surf. Good Go morning, you. Scotty. Good on you, Scotty. And Carmel from Gyra, Michael Jordan. Yeah, wouldn't he been great to have seen him play? And um, he had no other pair exactly. And maybe Bradman as well. Yeah, they, they were two of the absolute best ever. Well, plenty of people want to have their say on the open line too. Dino and Doug's there. Doug, good morning. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Dean. How are you? Good, Doug. Terrific, Doug. That's good, Jim. Um, I just want to talk about Nathan Cleary. Far away, my Pen friend. Yep. And Penrith should be very good for the team for the Premiership. Yeah, absolutely, Doug. Yeah, with Nathan. He's a good hero. He's a good hero, and he he helps the players play very good football. Yeah, he's certainly, certainly does. missing him at the moment, Dean, aren't they? Yeah. Look, if there's one consolation, I guess, Ray, they've got a few injuries, but mm. it's better to have it now a couple of weeks out. Than in the finals, and as we as we think medically, uh, from what's coming out of Penrith, is that all of them will be back just about for the finals. Okay. So, Luai as well. Yeah. I think so, Ray. Yeah, about maybe week week one, maybe okay. maybe week two. But either way, I think you'll find Penrith, if all goes to plan medically, should be at full strength for the finals. And with the Cowboys losing yesterday, that's pretty much a lock for the minor premiership for Penrith. So I get that home game, which is so important. And now that race is on for second spot and also get that home game. Yeah, absolutely. It's really congested, Ray. Mm. I think Penrith's on a level above everybody else, even though they got beaten by the Melbourne Storm last Thursday night. But I think in that second tier, Ray, 
there's a lot of good football teams. What, so do, you make we, of, what do you make of the Storm? I probably should have asked that earlier. Yeah, I thought they were good. They've turned it around, haven't they? Yeah, they, they? have. Yeah. yeah, they've got a couple in a row now after that month-long mm. streak of losses. But it was always going to be a great challenge for Bellamy because Craig hasn't been in that situation very often, Ray, where he's lost yeah. four games in a row. And I thought, this would be fascinating to see what Craig does here. And he's pulled something out. He's well, put Brandon much Smith, to back, to back from suspension, he was brilliant. Brandon Smith, he was outstanding. And Cameron Munster, well, if he's not the best player in the world, he's in the top three, isn't he? Seriously, so Dino? They'll be right there again. So yeah. it's going to be a great final series, right? I'm really yeah. looking forward oh, to it. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break on Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Listen to Dino and Ray. The putters panel. Yeah, well, Lucy Jewell's an interesting horse. She's pretty consistent. You know, she doesn't put in a bad run. It wouldn't knock her at all. She'll, she'll run you an honest race. It's worse than each way check. I spoke to John Thompson last week before last week's meeting. He said she's much better following a horse. In the centre, elusive Jewel going strongly. Elusive Jewel from narrated and elusive Jewel beat narrated. The putters panel. Friday morning, Racing HQ. If you've been in a car accident and it's not your fault, you've got rights. I didn't know that. Yes, you have a legal right to a car similar to the one you were driving. Just call Right to Drive right where you are. They'll arrange an accident loan car to be delivered to your door. It'll keep you on the road until your car's ready to be picked up from the repairers. And it's at no cost to you. I didn't know that either. So if you've had an accident with another car that's not your fault, remember righttodrive.com.au. Conditions apply. Experience the thrill of racing on Tab Everest Day at Royal Randwick. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country, races back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now. Entry open in New South Wales residents only. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. Racing New South Wales authorised under New South Wales permit number GOCSC 1051. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1800 858 858. Foreign owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for fair play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne. Wherever you are in New South Wales, Sky Sports Radio's there too. On Braidwood, 87.6 FM. Maruya, 98.5 FM. Parks, 99.9 FM. And Jindabyne, 102.7 FM. Raging ball running on, and Mon Felicity's creeping into it, but she desperately needs room. Lovely esteem just in front. Raging Bull's holding his ground. Now he's lunging the outside. Raging Bull goes to the favourite, and Raging Bull knocked off Lovely esteem. Rendino ran home into third, and Mon Felicity, a big, big hard luck story in fourth. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Yeah, Raging Bull, a good, strong winner. Mon Felicity, very unlucky. We'll talk to her, their, their trainer, David Payne, very, very shortly. Dino, just a quick update in the St. Jude Classic. This is at one of those FedEx Cup tournaments. Cameron Smith has ended up with a 67, 3-under for the day, has got it to 11-under for the tournament. He's just two off the lead behind Sepp Stracker after three rounds. So the Aussie is well in contention. Well, I think David Payne didn't know where to look yesterday, Dino. Mon Felicity was getting all sorts of trouble trying to get a clear run but Raging Bull was flying down the outside. What was his thoughts about 200 metres out? David Payne's on the line. Dave, good morning. Good morning, Ray. How are you? I guess you didn't know where to look, Dave. Oh, no. <laughs> I could see it coming but with Mont Felicity with that 
you know, the track where being the, the mm. rail so far out on, and the way the, the course was racing, everything was bunching, you know, yeah. up the inside. So the draws, when you draw one or two, you always had a little bit, a bit of a problem. Yeah, and when the tracks are, are favouring on pace on rail, that's the worst bias, I think, Dave, because all the jockeys want to be there. And oh, we yeah. saw that, as you said, a lot of crowding halfway down the straight. And Mon Felicity was bolting but just couldn't get a clear crack. Gee, she was unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I had two in the race. <laughs> exactly. You, you were telling me on Friday you, you, if she ran well yesterday, you might back her up next week in a 2,400-metre race. Yeah. Is that... yeah, we'll see how she comes through it, and mm. uh, she'll she'll definitely be nominated. Yeah, well, at least it ended up on a positive for you because Raging Bull, big weight, first up, 1,800 metres, defying track pattern. That was some win, Dave. Ah, yeah, I know. Look, he's, he's better than, than I thought. You know, I just thought the handicap has been very harsh on him. Mm, yeah. You know, one time when I, he, uh, he hasn't won a group or a group race. He did but, miss him. Uh, 60, 62, wasn't it? Something? I know, 61 kilos, yeah. drawn 12, uh, first up. So, gee, it was, it was, it was a good effort. Mm. David, what do you think will be Raging Bull's best race distance? Oh, you know, I would say a uh, mile and a half. So are you thinking Metropolitan or Caulfield Cup or, or even both? Yeah. No, I think Met- Metropolitan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're with Freeman because he should come in with a nice light weight. So it, it, it'll, it'll help him. It'll make him competitive for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, David, you did test him in, in both the derbies last year. You ran competitively in each and you also ran well in a St. Ledger. Um, is he up to a Cups campaign or is he maybe a year away from a cup, being a Cups horse? I would say he's the same as Montefilio this time last year. Yeah. I'd rather give him another year. You know, he's a gelding, so yeah. we, we, we can look after him, just get him qualified this year if possible. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and then have a crack. Well, that worked out well with Montefilio winning the Metrop. We know how good she was in autumn winning the Ranvet, and she trialled really well last Friday, Dave. Is she, oh. she going to run this next weekend in the Winks? Or? No, she'll go Chelmsford. Okay. Yeah. And then George Main. Hill Stakes and then Cork, then Caulfield Cup. Okay, yeah, and that's a program. Yep. Is she a Melbourne Cup horse too? Or yes, definitely. Okay, yeah. Yep. Well, she looked fantastic. So Mon Felicity, we might see her next week. Yes, hopefully. Yeah, she, she she's a she 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 surprised me as well. She's yeah. really come on a lot. So. Yeah, her three runs have been great. And what about Raging Bull next, Dave? Uh, I'll, I'll back him up in the Premier's Cup and have a look at it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we, we can go from there. No, fantastic. Yeah. David, I know you love your rugby. Do you oh, support the Wallabies or South Africa now? <laughs> Come on, fess up. Well, I know South Africa got beat. I don't know the Wallabies. They got beaten as well. as well. Yeah, okay. so we'll be a Wallaby fan. <laughs> <laughs> Did you follow the NRL, Dave? Or? Uh, yes, yeah. Well, I'm in living Mosman, so Manly's my team, but, gee, they're going terrible this year. Yeah. Might miss the eight. Yeah, they're struggling, aren't they, David? Yeah, anyway. And you, Ray, are you a Panthers? A Panthers. Ray supports anyone that wins. I've got two teams. Uh, (laughs) I'm very odd. I've got two teams, Dave. And do you know what's what's his team? I'm straight down the middle, Dave. I think he's got a soft spot for Manly, but he won't admit it on air. No, no, never admit that. Yeah, they're not playing well, although they're lucky anyway. Exactly, yeah. Hey, Dave, that's a tremendous start for the the spring for the stable with both Raging Bull and Mon Felicity going great guns yesterday. And Montefilly, I thought, was so good at the trials on Friday. A lot to look forward to for the stable and hope we can talk to you many times through the spring. That that would be lovely. Thanks, Ray, and thanks, Dino. Have a good day. Thanks, you too. David. Thanks so much. That's David Payne, wonderful trainer. Trained over 100 Group 1 winners. Gee, 
he knows a good horse when he when he gets one. We get know. coaches in rugby league, right? We have to interview them all the time. They get a bit prickly, and some players don't want to talk to the media. What's it generally like in racing? With Two. trainers and jockeys, are, are they all forthcoming? Do Mate. they appreciate the media coverage? Do they get prickly if you criticise them? There's the odd one who, who doesn't talk, but 99.9% of trainers, jockeys, owners, we've we sport and the media in racing. One, our access to them, and two, their willingness to to um, assist the media. And, and they know racing is marginalised in terms of a sport. There's so many other com- competing sports, so I, I think they get it. They get it, and we're, we're so lucky that they're willing to do what they can to promote the sport. I'm sure our next guest will have a similar view. Uh, after dealing with, with other sports, I know how lucky we are in racing. Richard Cowan is on the line. Rich, good morning. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bulldog. Yeah, um, I've had a couple over the year, Bulldog, that have refused to talk to me. But uh, <laughs> that's family. On an overall, mate. No, they're they're very good and. Um, yeah, look, uh, there's the odd trainer that might have the, the superstition that uh, uh, the horse won't run well today because the trainer's getting interviewed, but um, there's only one or two of them. Um, nowadays, you've got to promote yourself. Mm. Uh, you sell yourself uh, on the TV, getting interviews and all that, and uh, I think all the trainers and jockeys, and I think everyone really, everyone speaks so well nowadays. Yeah. Well, everyone's fighting for space in newspapers, online, mm. uh, TV news. Rich, you can't afford these days any major sport. To uh, to be to be difficult to deal with. A hundred percent. I just imagine how many times over the years the editor might say to, to Ray, "Or no, nah, you've got half a page this no, this Thursday, half a page." You, 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 as you rightly said, you fight for it. You fight for it online. You've got to get the main stories. Um, don't promote yourself. No one, no one will do it for you. And then you you slide down the probably the biggest thing we all know. I think we've said on this show a hundred times. You know the Ingham family. The great Ingham family in racing um, found their way to the Chris Waller stable because of um, being interviewed on the TV mm. and Chris's presentation. And that's how Bob Ingham found him. Yeah, now it's a remarkable story, and that was 2008 by memory, I think. Rich and look at, or it might have been 2007. Look at Chris Waller now; it's just extraordinary. Hey, hey, Rich, for a um, uh, it wasn't a spring carnival meeting yesterday. It's just a forerunner for what's to come, but. There was so much out of yesterday's meeting we can talk about. Firstly, Frumos, we've had a, an SMS um, saying, Ray, zero luck, Frumos, really. It was a poor ride, terribly low percentage play for $1.90 chance. And in essence, that's correct. And I think that was the the, the, the line of the stewards questioning to Hugh Bowman yesterday. Being in for both um, parts of the inquiry, went across two races, Rich. I could see where Hugh Bowman was coming from, but essentially he rode for luck and it didn't come. Yeah, that was still that part of the day when you know we were just raving that you couldn't be anywhere. The first race, you know, the, the, the first row of the line with the three on the rails. The next race was Manzois. Everyone got off the rails. It went up the inside and won Oakfield Arrow. Then you had Conscript Lead and won. So, you know, um, Primos, Huey's, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. If he goes back, comes wide and gets beat a length, you go, oh, fair dinkum. Everyone knows the inside's the place to be. Hmm. He stays there, gets no luck, and that's what happens. Um, not the first time it's going to happen in racing. Um, I think it was more... I, I think it was more the track rather than Hugh, yeah. uh, if you really want to be you know, put it down to it. Hugh was trying to ride the conditions. It didn't pan out. The winner went super, Raduna, hmm. mind you. But look, yeah, she had plenty to offer. she got another day. It's a hard thing to swallow for us punters, and I was on it. Mm. I was on it. Uh, yeah. It took me a little while to recover, but I knew when I backed it, 
what threw us where he was going to be and that he needed to have luck. And that's the reason we almost got $2. Yep. We did get $2. Uh, otherwise, you would have been getting $1.60. The way the track was playing, they bet us $2. We needed a little bit of luck. The luck didn't come our way. In mm-hmm. hindsight, and it's a wonderful thing, hindsight, save the ground, yes, and then ease, and then come around at the top of the straight. But you know what? If Huey had to, if he stays back last defence where he wanted to be, then circles at the top of the straight, would have he run down Raduna? I'm not as sure. Mm. And I think you nailed it too. Um, Richie rode to the pattern and it was the first race of the day where not one jockey effectively tried to move wide. Always on the home turn, jockeys will fan looking for runs, etc. But they were all riding to pattern. So when Hugh Bowman was anticipating those gaps coming, they weren't forthcoming. All of a sudden he was in a in a pocket and couldn't get out. It's one of those things. That's that's why they call it a gamble. We'll go to the, the Rosebud. Um, plenty of action here. My point to you, Rich, um, Spacewalk, I know, did throw away probably certain victory, but I said to Dino earlier, if Spacewalk had have won the race, would have been saying Zuccarino was a touch unlucky because he was sort of bullocking his way through that between horses there. And I thought there was a lot of merit in his win as well as the runner-up, obviously, Spacewalk. Yeah, look, I think both of them are pretty smart, Ray. Mm. Um, like, Troy held on for third, did a good job, probably aided the, the pattern. Kaboo will improve, but I... I, I I got no doubt. Spacewalk threw the race away. It, it was an over. Like James had to pull Spacewalk off, but then it was Spacewalk who really overreacted. Like it, James was just pulling him uh, the horse off a fraction. Yeah. And Spacewalk threw his head left. He, he, he would have won no doubt. But I think if Zuccarina gets out probably a little bit earlier, Zuccarina might put a length on them. I think they're both pretty good. And the, when they clash again, uh, the punters will get a, uh, the punters will get the opportunity to decide again. Um, which one? Which side they go on? Mm. The funny thing out of that race, Bulldog, was that the stewards find Chad Schofield four hundred. He, he left a towel on the horse at the barriers, and it only fell off with fifty metres to go. This doesn't often happen. Do you? <laughs> left a towel. Yes, yeah, so it, it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, hey, Rich, uh, the two winners. We just spoke to David Payne, Raging Bull, big weight, first up, eighteen hundred, defied track pattern, super track pattern, super win. Surefire, first up, 1,400 metres. Both stayers, both highly impressive winners. Their horses to follow through spring. Well, I reckon if Raging Bull Ray had won prior to Pramos, I think Hugh Bowman comes wider. Yeah, yes, good nothing point. nothing had done yeah. it earlier. N- nothing looked like doing it. And Raging Bull's win was outstanding um, to, to circle. And you know what? It shows, if you don't think Sydney racing is competitive, it was Chad Schofield who shut the gate on his stablemate, uh, Mont Felicity. <laughs> he did. The stablemate, who was probably the unlucky runner in that race, elusive duel, and that didn't have a lot of luck behind either. But I think Mont Felicity was the one if it had got out. But, um, yeah, Raging Bull, um, David Payne, he can get these horses. 1,800 metres, didn't matter. Big weight, wow, it was a win. Mm. Surefire, yeah, that was incredible. I, I'll be honest, um, I was on uh, Oscar Zulu and yep, so uh, Titanium Power. Mm. I, I thought Surefire would strike. I know that trials are, yeah, tr- uh, you can trial at the four, at the in the trial and look sharp, but no one's trying there. I must admit, um, I I was impressed. The way Surefire really just put his head down that last, you know, that last hundred and fifty meters, he, he sprinted like a gazelle. He mm. he was most impressive and probably the most impressive winner of the the day for me, knowing w- what he's going to do and where he's going to go. So. Uh, those colours that they've uh, they've had a few good horses in yeah. those colours, and this one might just be another one, surefire. And uh, particularly when you know, you know, 
considering he's, he, he's run over two, uh, two miles, winning at 1,400 metres means you're a pretty handy animal. Yeah, Rich, our talk topic. Great box office sporting stars you would have loved to have seen or been at to watch. Ray threw up Ali and Bradman. I threw up Mike Tyson. Give me I, yours. I would have loved to have been at Augusta when the Golden Bear. Um, maybe, maybe, yes, sir. Yeah. I would have loved to have been there. When, when Run down he, the shark. Uh, mm. To see him there at his um, his, goal, his, his best uh, when he shot when he shot thirty the back nine mm. to win the Masters. That would have been loved to have seen Jack Nicholas play in his heyday. He, he he was an entertainer and he was a a, a a great golfer. And look, obviously the golf was before him, but. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen him and would have loved to have seen Rocket Rod Labor in his heyday. Mm, nah, good on you, Rich. Hey, Rich, as always, appreciate your thoughts on a Sunday morning and we'll talk next week. The first group one of the new season next Saturday, the Winx Stakes. Can't wait. And Bulldog, when I was in that little bit last week and I, I apparently you gave me a little serve after I couldn't hear you with the, my bad reception, mate. I, I've got a lot of friends out there, Bulldog, that, that they're not as they, they used to, they used to love you. Now they've kind of got off you. <laughs> I can't remember what I said. Please. Giving you a serve doesn't surprise me, but I really can't remember what I said. But whatever I did say, I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good on you, Rich. We'll talk next Thanks, week. Thanks, Rich. There's Richie Kellner. I saw him at the footy on Friday night. Richie with his, with his lovely family, and uh, he was in good form. Tan's in studio with today's scratchings. Tan, good morning. That was Thursday night. Thursday night, yeah. sorry. Yeah, Friday night was We've para. seen a bit of footy this week yeah. so far, haven't we? Henry, Thursday night, para Friday Loss, night. loss. But, zero, um, zero. We won't be heading down to the nation's capital, I hope, to watch the Dragons this afternoon, are we? I'm a bit tired. Go on, get your trifecta up. Penrith, Parramatta and Carlton. Forget oh, it. Geez, we'll quit while we're behind. Heartbreak weekend. <laughs> Meanwhile, racing in New South Wales today, is at Cowra and Maruya and the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Let's start with Cowra, where the weather is overcast. The track is a heavy nine. The rail is true, folks, and there are 56 scratchings. From race one, take number six, Frau Holly. Eight, Edith's Joy and the Emergencies, 11 through to 15. Six, eight, 11, 12, 13, 14 and 15. Race two, number two, Gold Counter. Seven, Ramses, eight, Early Bell, and nine, Just Ace, two, seven, eight, and nine. Race three, number one, Delante, two, eight, Willows, five, Sindagar, six, Tonquani, eight, Crystal Benz, ten, Distantness, twelve, Gift of Time, Emergencies, 13, 14, 18. One, two, five, six, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and eighteen. Race four, number one, Bavarian Watts, two, Pep, Eight, Dance and Dude. Nine, Tiempo Passate. Emergencies, 13 and 18. One, two, eight, nine. 13, 18. Race five, number one, He's Spoken. Four, Sweet Home, Alabama. Seven, Ogram. Eight, Sapello. Twelve, Valen Galatero. Emergencies, 13 through to 18. One, four, seven, eight, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Race six, number one, Smooth Esprit. Three Alice Park, five Gannett Peak, six Harley Fat Boy, nine Ringside, eleven Kimmy Lee, twelve Zoe Lass, emergency sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, one, three, five, six, nine, eleven, twelve, sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen. From race seven, number five, reward seeker, seven red beryl, and eleven ocean hero, five, seven, and eleven. And out of race eight, number two, the Wayfarer, eight press Sydney. 10, 4th Protocol, Emergencies 11 and 12, 
2, 8, 10, 11 and 12 from race 8 at Cowra. Maruya, the weather is fine. The track a heavy 8. The rail out 3 metres from the 1,000 to the 380 and 21 scratchings. Race 1, take out 2, Fox Valley. 3 is Shaft. 8, Chubby Pop. 9, La Mia Via. Emergencies 14 and 15. 2, 3, 8, 9, 14, 15. Race 2, number 2, Papadam. And 6, Talladega Knight. 2 and 6. Race 3, take out 9, Manhattan, Jamila. And 11, When I Say You Can. 9 and 11. Race 4 is clear. Race 5, number 1, Airliner. 6, Averse. 8, Hope, You Know. 12, Air, Jordan. 13, The Sultan. And 14, Serafima. 1, 6, 8, 12, 13 and 14. From race 6, number 8, Shaka Rock. And 11, Rapidity, 8 and 11. And from race 7, number 4, Las Vegas Girl, 7, Shaddy. And 12, Poetic Miss, 4, 7 and 12 from race 7 at Maruya. And up to the Sunshine Coast, where the weather is fine, the track is a soft 5, the rail at 2 metres from the 1,200 to the 400 through the remainder and 27 scratchings. From race 1, take numbers 3, 6 and 7, 3, 6, 7. Race 2, 1, 4 and 8, take out 1, 4 and 8. Race 3, numbers 7 and 8, 7 and 8. Race 4, numbers 4, 6, 7, 11, 4, 6, 7, 11. From the fifth, numbers 3, 5, 8 and 14. 3, 5, 8 and 14. Race 6, 2, 7 and 9. 2, 7, 9. Race 7, 3, 4, 6, 7, 9. Take out 3, 4, 6, 7 and 9. And race 8, numbers 4, 8 and 11. 4, 8 and 11 from race 8 at the Sunshine Coast. Hey, Tan, tips today. We've got to tip that horse in the first at Maria. Met John Green on what night we did. was it? Thursday, Thursday night. night. With a program. Yeah. Where are you? <laughs> uh, and he's a good Penrith man. And he's pride of Penrath, but the horse is going well. Race one, number seven, pride of Penrath. Good luck to John and the team who own that horse. Down to race seven, number three, Sky Diamonds. And at Cowra today, race four, number three, possibly so. Into race five, number two. Keep on going, Dino. Beautiful. Well done, Raymond. Well, we get through that first hour. Here's the news at eight o'clock. Hello, I'm Sarah Warmby. A shooting in Sydney's southwest has left two women dead. Zach De Silva has more. Shots rang out in Reevesby. Police and paramedics arriving to a 48-year-old and 39-year-old inside a vehicle suffering gunshot wounds. The older woman died at the scene. The younger was taken to hospital but couldn't be saved. Another man and woman were also in the vehicle. They weren't hurt. At least three other burnt-out cars have been found in suburbs in the area including Reevesby, Moorbank and Yaguna. Police are now trying to work out if they are related to the attack. British author Salman Rushdie remains on a ventilator and could lose an eye after he was stabbed repeatedly on stage at a writer's event in New York. Police have charged a 24-year-old man with attempted murder. Rushdie's 1988 book The Satanic Verses sparked a religious decree calling for his death, which is likely to be the motive for the attack. Mr Rushdie's friend and fellow writer Lisa Apignanesi has told the BBC it's horrifying. It's chilling that so often his imagination has actually been preliminary warning of truths to come. And what has happened is just ghastly and appalling. 
The nation's top lawyers have agreed on draft principles to address coercive control. State and federal attorneys general will work to come up with a plan to protect victims of domestic violence and sexual assault. Coercive control behaviours can include choosing what a partner wears, limiting access to money and tracking a person's location. A man is fighting for his life after the cherry picker he was in toppled over in Sydney South. The 32-year-old fell four storeys, becoming trapped under the machine. New South Wales Ambulance Acting Inspector Andrew Bibby says the man was taken to hospital in a critical condition. He had a decreased level of consciousness when our first crews arrived and was quite uh, agitated, which indicates a potential brain injury. A clean-up is underway after parts of Victoria were hit by storms. Some suburbs across Melbourne recording hail and heavy downpours. The SES has received about 100 calls for assistance since yesterday morning. After a week of festivities, the Ecker wraps up in Brisbane today. As Siobhan Faye reports, there's still plenty of time for a Dagwood dog and to snap up a bargain. A successful week coming to an end. After a two-year hiatus, the Echo wraps up today with plenty of memories to last a lifetime. More than 60,000 people flocked to Bowen Hills on People's Day, with 35,000 on Saturday. After two days of rain, the sun is coming back out to warm up eager showgoers. There'll be plenty to see with the crowning of the Keppel Dagwood Dog Eating Champion and a supersized show finale. Your dollar will go extra far too, where guests can buy one, get one free for Superfood Sunday. Briefly, ACT emergency services are searching the Mulligans Flat Reserve in Canberra's north this weekend. It's part of an investigation into a missing 21-year-old man who was last seen in September 2017. And there's a push by the Nationals to get more women to join the party, but party leader David Littleproud has ruled out introducing gender quotas. This is Air News. Cronulla has retained its spot in the top four with a 36-12 win over West Tigers in the NRL. Sharks coach Craig Fitzgibbon says they worked hard for the win. I thought we, we worked pretty hard. We trained really well this week, trained, trained hard and attitude was good and for the most part performance was good. So um, it was, it we'll leave here with... Um, there's always something you can fix up, but we'll leave you pleased with how we played. In the night's other matches, the Roosters beat the Cowboys 32-18 to and a win for the Broncos over the Knights, 28 points to 10. An injury to Cats Ruckman, Reece Stanley, is being described as low-grade after he was subbed out in the third quarter during Geelong's 119-59 to win over the Gold Coast Suns. With the team on top of the ladder with one round to go, Cats coach Chris Scott is confident we'll see the 31-year-old again soon. They tell me he's got a low-grade adductor strain. So generally, when they say low-grade, it's you know a week or two. Sort of, a, It'd be unlikely he would play next week is the feedback I've got, but they're not too worried beyond that. Wins also to the Dockers, Demons, Crows and Bulldogs. And at the Rugby Championship, the Wallabies have gone down to Argentina 48-17. to New Zealand beat South Africa 35-23. to Australian Independent Radio News. Hunter's Postmortem with Dave Stanley. I'd love to see more opportunities given to those guys. Richard Callender. What about if we just said you've got to ridden a certain amount of rides during that previous season to be able to ride in the half a million dollar New Haven Park Country Championship? Glenn Munsey. The only way you'll get a blow up about that is if you look at horses that are racing in town regularly with city jockeys on them anyway. Hunter's Postmortem. Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. 
G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlow's Pies? Because at Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. The very best of U.S. racing seven days a week. Gunrunners on top of the world! He wins the Breeders' Cup Classic! Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. It's spend and save at Amars. Save $250 when you spend $19.99 on a huge range of furniture. Exclude sale items. Hurry, offer ends today at Amart. City to surf today, closing roads across the CBD to Bondi in the CBD sections of College Street, Macquarie Street, St. James Road, Park Street and William Street are closed until 12pm. Bondi Beach, Campbell Parade from Dudley Street to Hall Street and Lamrock Avenue are now closed. Rockdale, a collision on the Princess Highway just past Bay Street has delays heading northbound. Go all in on the Volkswagen Model Year 22, T-Cross 85 TSI Life from 32990 Drive Away. Conditions and exclusions apply. Visit Volkswagen.com.au. I'm Thomas Reeve, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather. Sydney today, partly cloudy, heading for a top of 19 degrees. Melbourne, a few showers developing and 15. Brisbane, lovely sunny Sunday again, top of 22 degrees in Brisbane. Perth, partly cloudy and 19. A shower or two for Adelaide, heading for 16 degrees, the top there. Rain and wind about at Hobart, just 14 degrees. Darwin, sunny and a top of 34. That's the pick. That's the clubhouse leader, Darwin. Lovely sunny Sunday for Darwin. And the nation's capital, Canberra shower to about heading for top of just 12 degrees. Nakora gets it on the radian and he's over. It's another Cronulla try off another Tigers error. And Okobo gets away from Shaw and scores. And it's 4 0. Brentford have not witnessed anything like this for decades. That's 4 0 for Manchester United. Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the big sports breakfast weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Second hour coming up. Peter Peters will join us very shortly. We have a ZNZ NRL watch to give away during Zorba's segment. All you need to do is listen to Peter Peters. And after our chat with the great man, we'll have a question on something we discussed during the interview. The first person through with the correct answer will win an NRL club watch of your choice. So stay tuned and listen to Zorb's segment coming up shortly. Um, Our talk topic today, of course, is on the back of Latrell Mitchell's um, brilliant performance on, what day was it? Friday night. I got to get confused which game. Friday night, um, South versus Parramatta. Sporting heroes who were 
pure box office who you would love to have seen. We'd love to hear your thoughts on 1353 53 SMS 0419767272. John O'Shea will join us a little later in this hour after the winner of Zuccarino yesterday. League Super Quiz, Dino Scorecheck. Don't know. Wayne, <laughs> if you're out there, can you text in? If maybe 1711. Yeah, I've forgotten. Either yeah. way, you're, you're clearly in front, right? Yep. Jared Daffy will join us with today's life lesson and all the latest tab odds. And Phil Moss will be on the show. Dino, your man, your man, you man, aren't you? I got a soft spot for Man U. Oh, belted again. Four nil after thirty-five minutes. Brentford have beaten Man U overnight. Massive shockwaves going through Manchester United after that defeat. Brentford aren't exactly a powerhouse over Correct, there either. They're yeah. not a Liverpool or a Man City. And so Phil Moss will give us his take on the world of football. Plenty of people want to have the same now. Talk topic too, Dino. I love this one, right? It's not yeah. talk topic. Okay. Zid text in. What happens if Ricky dresses up in the Raiders mascot gear today? That gets him on the sideline. <laughs> That's quite clever. That's very, very good, Sid. I did like that one. Uh, Shane from Budrum. If I could have been courtside watching Jordan take uh, take the Bulls through all those wins, that would have been incredible. Mm. Very measured from Shane. Yeah. Normally he's a bit cheeky than that. I hope Straw you're feeling from, well. Straw from Glenn Innes. So we've got a different take on life. Would have been great to watch Jesse Owens win his races in front of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> 36 Berlin games. Yeah. Here's Pete Sargent from Redcliffe. Ray, uh, morning rain. Dino, I would love to have seen Burnborough, mm. Marvin Hagler, Michael Jordan. Have a great weekend, yeah, he writes. That's, that's a good Hagler. That's a good Gee, he was a tough bugger. Oh, wasn't he great? He died young, yeah. He, he did. Not long ago. Yeah. 87 was his famous fight against Sugar, Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray, what a fight. Marvellous Marvin Hagler. Ray Leonard won on points. Yeah. Always, to this day, disputed as to who won the fight. Was he, is there a prettier, can I use that word, boxer than Sugar Ray Leonard, in terms of his style? Yeah, he was oh, pure, he was wasn't he? Great pure to watch, boxer. yeah. Our next man might not have been... Pretty, but he was a tough player. Peter Peters is on the line. Zorb, good morning. Morning, Raymond. Morning, Bulldog. Uh, I wouldn't be squatting too much about uh, poor old Bulldogs. Man United last of 20 teams in the EPL. Mm. I didn't think we'd ever see that day, even after just two rounds. But, Ray, what about your so- You follow, for our <laughs> listeners, Ray follows three teams. He Here we go. Parramatta. Oh, I don't Parramatta, but... Bas- both failed to score yeah. at the weekend so far, and St George. Mm. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how the Dragons go today against the Raiders down at GIO, but um, not a good weekend for you, Raymond. Well, I don't know if you follow the AFL closely, Zor, but I'm a big Carlton supporter, and they were in front till 11 seconds to go, needed to hang on to make the finals, and Melbourne have kicked the winning goal, the last kick of the game virtually. So Carlton need to win next week to make the final. So it hasn't been a good well, weekend we so far. Today. We can wipe the Dragons out yeah. today on that form. Yeah, well, the way they're going. Well, just on that game, Raiders at home, they've got a bit to play for and they've got no coach, though, Zorb. No, no, Ricky on the sideline. He might be up, uh, he might blow the big uh, horn today. <laughs> Is he allowed to go to the ground? Uh, no. No, 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 he's barred from everything. Ridiculous. Can't make any contact. Yeah, it's an honour system, Zorb. They've said basically, these are your stipulations. These are the rules. You cannot do this, 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 and this. And if he does choose to break those rules, obviously there would be further punishment. He's not that silly, Sticky. He'll Uh, stay away. I think the NRL. This is this is highlighting that the NRL is now completely run by people that have no real feel for the game. I um, look. He did the wrong thing. Uh, He apologised. It was a horrible thing to say. Um, and 
you know, there are reasons why he said it, which um, we'll never know. Um, but I think it's, you know, to ban the man from going to the ground, who would care if he sat up the back row of the grandstand high up and, and watched the game? I, I just think that political correctness has taken over our game. There's a lot of... I've I, I spent a week, actually, with um, some great administrators like John Quayle and Ken Arfison and Colin Love, who, you know, led the game when it was highest. And there's a lot of things in the game they don't like now. And um, one of it's the six agains, and they, they maintain that um, we that the referees can can really control the game, um, and that's not right. So it's uh, a lot of things that we need to fix up in our great game at the moment. You also oh, spent some sorry, sorry Ray. You also here. spent some time absorbed with the great George Piggins and, and a uh, bit of time with Greg Hartley and Singer. Run us through your lunch. I'm sure it would be fascinating to hear the tales being told. Uh, it was wonderful to see um, the South legend uh, out and about this week and enjoying a... Um, a great lunch at John Singleton's Top Class Restaurant Saddles at, at Mount White. Singo, as uh, always, was the perfect toast. But I can report to South Army of supporters that their great favourite, their favourite son, is strong and healthy despite a significant memory loss. He's in great hands. I, I couldn't believe the way that um, his mates fussed over him. Uh, friends like Norm Ripson, the great crime reporter mm. from yesteryear, um, looking after him... Um, you know, George. George walked around the ta- sat around with everybody at the table, and um, it was just wonderful to, to to see him looking so strong and 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 enjoying himself. Um, the great boxing trainer Johnny Lewis was there, four-time grand final referee Greg Hartley, ex-Newtown Jets um, players Barry Wood and Cole Murphy, who were great mates of John Singleton. Um, the former champion boxer Sharky Raymond was there, and. Um, so were, um, you know, South doctors and and um, officials from the club and great supporters from the club. It was um, uh, it was nice, and mm. um, it um, the push for a statue of George Piggins um, to be um, to be uh, placed outside Redfern Oval is on in earnest. I can tell you, and um, let's hope that that happens um, in the near future. But mm. yeah, wonderful day. Yeah, would have loved. I'd been a fly on the wall at that lunch. But, hey. Hey, Zorb. Yeah, it would have been great. Hey, Zorb, um, we'll get back to the football. Can I ask you about Cronella? I asked Dino earlier his opinion. Are you a believer now? Um, look, I, I want to say this about them. Um, they are the silent attackers, aren't they? Mm. I mean, games against Manly, Canterbury and Newcastle to end the premiership rounds, the Sharks can go into the final series quite easily with three more wins with a stunning 11-win wins from their last 12 games. Mm. I mean, that is as good as it gets. The Sharks are now looking a lock-in for a top-four spot in what has been a tremendous season for the club. Congratulations to them. What a first-season performance for coach Craig Fitzgibbon. We all knew Fitzy would succeed, but equal second after 22 rounds is simply incredible. He's my runaway coach of the year. Uh, I don't care what happens now ahead of Todd Payton and Jason Demetrio. Payton's lifted the Cowboys from the bottom of the table to near the top. Well, I feel Demetrio is timing South's charge perfectly. He seems unflappable. His players obviously um, play for him. They like him and they like what he does uh, uh, in terms of uh, tactics. And I, I think what he's done with South Sydney this year after um, 
he was on a hiding to nothing after making the grand final last year. He finally gets his chance after a long apprenticeship, and he's done great things too. I, I, I think he's got more to give. I think Souths are coming home very strongly, and um, if they make the top four, then um, they could easily go to the grand final again. It could be a replay of last year. I, I, I think this is the time, or I know this is the time, when the stars start to shine... September, and they really come into it for the big end of season. And the elite players who can win a club, a premiership, they really come out to play. And no surprise to see superstars like Cameron uh, Cameron Munster, Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker really shine. And, mm. of course, the hardened big men like Jared Warrior, Hargraves, Nelson Asofa, Solomona, they go up another gear. Um, the Storm and Souths kept Top eight teams, Penrith and Parramatta, to zero, as we spoke about earlier. And they were impressive performances. Penrith will count the days until they get their stars like Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai and Dylan Edwards back. And they've got enough points to finish at number one. And the injury timeout they now have for their stars may end up being a blessing next month. Um, Arch-rival Souths and the Roosters are shaping like teams who can make some noise from the back end of the eight if they have to. Zorb, uh, it would appear unlikely, but can your Manly boys string four wins together and sneak in? Uh, in a word, no. I don't think um, I don't think they're capable of doing that. They've lost too many games, close games this year. Um, games that they should have won, where they had match-winning leads. I recall both games against Parramatta, one against the Cowboys. I consider that an unlosable game, but they lost it. Um, their fitness has to be a big question mark about them, um, and they sort of die at the back end of the game. So I would think that that's something that the Manly board would have to look at. Interesting this week, I didn't find it surprising that Manly won't budge on Coach Des Hasler's contract. The revelation on Friday that 2000 and 23 may be Jez's last at Manly. Isn't a shock. It was reported that Hasler had to make a top eight spot to trigger an automatic extension in 2024. Well, that's wrong. Um, the story's right about the board not reacting to it, but my information, and it's right, that Hasler had to have Manly as high as six to gain the extension. So okay. it was automatic if they came six or better. Anything under that would be negotiable. The Manly board didn't consider the issue of the rainbow jersey and subsequent refusal of seven players to miss a vital match against the Roosters as an excuse big enough for the club's drop from top four to a current tenth and heading south. Tom Turbo, you can't replace him though, can you? That's that, that's where Manly's season really started to derail, so to speak, Saul, but um, injuries, that's part of the game. Hey, Saul, two uh, games to complete this weekend's round. We spoke earlier about the Canberra-St. George-Illawarra game. That's the 2 o'clock game. Gold Coast take on the Seagulls at 4.05pm. We'll start at the nation's capital. Head-to-head Canberra, forty-eight. The Dragons are 2.65, Saul. Yeah, I, I like the Raiders today. I think they'll, they'll play for their coach. They love him, and he's the heart and soul of the green machine. And the best way for them to react to what's happened to their coach this week um, is uh, is to go 
is to go hard today and to um, knock the Dragons out of any hope they've got of um, making the top eight. Yeah, I'm going for the Raiders to win that one. And Gold Coast versus Manly? Yeah, it'll be a, a tough game. Always is for Manly up on the Gold Coast. I, um, I'm hearing that Kieran Foran may not play. If he doesn't play, then Josh Schuster is the forgotten player at Manly. And um, he um, he would come in and play only his second game ever at 5-8 uh, at in the top grade. So uh, that'll be interesting to see mm. if that happens today. Um, Titans have been a major disappointment. And um, if Foran does play today, um, he'll be putting on show what the Titans will get next season when he's... When he um, when he joins them for the final two years of his um, great career, exactly. Just quickly, t- um, Gold Coast are two sixty seagulls, a dollar fifty head to head in that game. Hey Zorb, just looking ahead to next week, a couple of blockbusters on Thursday night: South versus Penrith, head to head early doors at the moment. Uh, the Rabbitohs are a dollar sixty five, Penrith are at two twenty five, and then on Friday night, another blockbuster: Brisbane versus Melbourne, two forty. Uh, Brisbane, the Storm are a dollar fifty-eight head-to-head. Early thoughts on those two huge gains next yeah, weekend. Yeah, I, I think they're both specials in this game. South Sydney on fire, Penrith away from home, without their um, almost their entire spine. Mm. Um, they'll they'll just bide their time, Penrith. Now, I'm not saying they're not going to go out and try hard. They will. Every team does, but uh, I just don't think they've got the class that they need to. Um, to beat a South Sydney side, which I mentioned earlier, are coming home strongly. South mm. to win that one and win it clearly. And um, on Friday night, I think the Melbourne Storm, even though they're playing uh, at the Broncos' home ground, I, um, I thought the Broncos were going better a month ago than they're going now. I don't think they've timed their run all that well. Um, I'm going to go for the Storm. Monster. He was a yeah. monster the other night. <laughs> he Absolutely carved him up. Brilliant. He carved up Penrith. Hey, Zorb, as always, fantastic um, update on the world of NRL. Really appreciate it, mate, and we'll talk next Sunday. Thanks, Zorb. Okay, mate. Well, I, I hope your Dragons do something <laughs> for you for what has been a lost weekend for you. I'm due for a change of luck, yeah. Hey, good on He'll you, Zorb. Back. <laughs> we'll talk next week. Yeah, it's been a bad weekend so far. It wasn't a great day on the punt yesterday either, so... Not, not much fun. Can only get better, right? It's very that's welcome way to sign. look at it. Yeah, that's what the old, it's the pundit's lament, but you, there's always a bet today and tomorrow. Old Pete's on the line. Old Pete, good morning. Good morning, uh, Ray. The one thing I wanted to see and missed was Wiggle winning the Stradbroke as a two-year-old. 1958. I've that all my life. Yeah, 1958. two marvellous things I did see mm-hmm. was uh, uh, Tobin Bronze spotting Cabochon, two stone exactly, and running him down. I never thought it possible. Cabochon had won the previous Epson, yep. and uh, he he was in nice and light still, and uh, Tobin Bronze had uh, the grandstand and running yeah. down in the. I was too young for Tobin Bronze, but people who saw him say he was he was some horse old Pete, and um, would have loved to have seen him. And Wiggle, yeah, two year old winning a a Group One handicap. That's that is unheard of in the modern year. That was way back in 1958, Dino. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. Mike was right? texting. Howdy, boys. How's the quiz from last week? They got the question wrong, and Bulldog <laughs> robbed me. <laughs> I was with Bulldog and he gave the wrong answer. Right. <laughs> Quiz with Bulldog is always controversial. So was Michael your... your well, I think Michael was mine. with him? Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there, but... It's been it burning stuck with him for a whole week. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Michael, if I've nutted you, I apologise. <laughs> you can say that. And it's one there, um, boys, for the talk topic, Tiger Woods and Farlap. Yeah. We'd love, to, we'd love to have seen... Well, still would like to see Tiger Woods play and Farlap. He just... His record, Dino, is amazing. He won four races 
in one week at Flemington in the Cup Carnival, 1930. Unbelievable. Shane from Butterham's come back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Shane that we know and expect. Mm-hmm. The other event would be being ringside, seeing Balboa <laughs> beat Drager, <laughs> virtually seeing the end of the Cold War. That's was, that, was that Rocky 2? I think it was 2, wasn't it? Yes. Rocky, Rocky against... Oh, no, Rocky 3, it might have been. Against um, Rocky 2, member Apollo Creed died. That's right, he? correct. And, jeez, <laughs> Rocky 3 was um, Rocky Balboa versus Ivan Drago. Mudgy Bronco texts mm. in two, right? Undoubtedly, Muhammad Ali, with all his ringside antics, Ali would have been great. Mudgy Bronco, yeah. Just, just a, such a showman, yeah. And to me, Ali and Bradman, best of the best. That's well, you know. And Bradman's just... All these years later, he's still twice as good as the next best player. Put that in perspective, Dino. There are some people you watch, Ray, and at the time, you don't realise that you're watching history. It's only when they retire you think how lucky you were. But with Bradman, you would have known. You would have thought every time he comes out to bat, I am seeing something special here. And And that's the difference. And even the English loved him. On that 48 tour, which is farewell tour, when the Invincibles won every game, they turned out in... Packed grounds everywhere for the county games, everything, just because it was Bradman's last two and they knew it. So he was pretty special. It's time for a break. Listen to Dean on Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Hunter's Postmortem with Dave Stanley. I'd love to see more opportunities given to those guys. Richard Callender. What about if we just said you've got to ridden a certain amount of rides during that previous season to be eligible to ride in the half a million dollar New Haven Park Country Championship? Glenn Munsey. The only way you'll get a blow up about that is if you look at horses that are racing in town regularly with city jockeys on them anyway. Hunter's Postmortem. Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. Thinking about your next build or renovation? Wideline Windows and Doors has all the planning tools at your fingertips. Their website is full of inspirational ideas to make your project a success. Advice and tips to get you started, even a colour selector and window planning tool. Plus, free online quotes are returned in 48 business hours. Just upload your plans or tell them what you need. Easy. There's never been a better time to take a closer look at the Wideline Windows and Doors website, www.wideline.com.au. Experience the thrill of racing on Tab Everest Day at Royal Randwick. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country, races back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now. Entry open in New South Wales residents only. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. Racing New South Wales authorised under New South Wales permit number GOCSC1051. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1800 858 858. Foreign owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for fair play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne. On Gilganja 87.6 FM, Goulburn 94.3 FM, Byron Bay 87.6 FM and Sydney 10.17am. This is Sky Sports Radio, your racing and sports leader. In a five-way go, Spacewalk put his head in front. Zuccarino's getting the gap now, giving chase. Spacewalk in front from Zuccarino. Spacewalk, Zuccarino drives on the inside and might have got up. Photo Zuccarino lunging at Spacewalk right on the wire. Getting up on the inside, Trotz, I'd say third, just in front of Kaboo. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. 
Yeah, and that's Zuccarino winning the Rosebud. John O'Shea, the trainer, will join us very shortly. Just quickly, this is the question to win the ZNZ NRL watch. What restaurant did Zorba have lunch with George Piggins and Greg Hardley? Call now on 133553 53 53 SMS 0419767272. The first correct answer will win the ZNZ NRL watch of your choice. Now, Shy Tiger has texted in, Ray, mm-hmm. about our talk topic. Yep. Who he wanted to see. And he writes, Men, I would love to have seen Bradman mm-hmm. and Pamela Anderson in the Nutrigrain Iron Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that from? Shy Tiger. <laughs> and enough. we should clarify, Ray. Uh, Dino from the Gong says, Rocky versus Drago was Rocky 4. Rocky ah. three was when he was up against Mr. T. Up the bunnies, he says. There you go. We got it wrong. Rocky four. Rocky three was Clubber Lang, a.k.a. Oh, that's Mr. Right. T. That's right, yeah. Well, we saw a very promising horse yesterday in an action-packed rosebud. Zuccarino was very willing going between runners and had to get the job done. Trainer John O'Shea on the line. John, good morning. Morning, Ray. Morning, Dino. Hey, congratulations with yesterday's win. And I said to Dino earlier, about the 200-metre mark, there was five three-year-olds across the track. There wasn't a lot of space between them. A bit of bumping and everything going on. So if Zuccarino hadn't have won, you would have made a case he was a touch unlucky, John. Yeah, I think so, Ray, because he, you know, he had to bulldog his way out and uh, just uh, had an unimpeded run from about the top of the straight to the furlong. But when he got out, he, he really attack the line and, you know, it would have been a tragedy, I think, if he'd have got beat. Um, he'd be a horse that when he does get in a fast run race and gets a bit of fresh air, mm. uh, I think he'll be, you know, even better again. So he's made dramatic improvement from his first up win and, you know, just natural improvement going into his next run. He, he, he's going to be a really nice horse. John, when you look at the replay, which I did uh, again last night, Spaceball looked to have had the race won and, and Zuccarino was struggling to get a run. Yeah, mate, and I think, um, you know, had all his momentum stopped as well, so, you know, uh, he really only sprinted up a furlong, you know, and he, he's got a real will to win, you know, mm. like, there's plenty of horses in our stable that, you know, probably can gallop as quick or if not a bit quicker than him at home, but the difference with him is that, you know, when it comes to uh, the crunch time, he puts his hand up and, and really has a desire to hit the line. Yeah, he showed that yesterday, didn't he, John? Because then we've got to remember, it was only his second start. He really wanted to take that gap and attack the line. So that's great. How has he pulled up? And yesterday you weren't sure of immediate plans for him. Is the Golden Rose in the back of your mind, John? Uh, it'll be very hard, Ray, to get there. You know, first preparation, fifth yeah. start. Um, so I think we'll just go through the natural program in terms of... Uh, you know, getting to uh, maybe go next week to the San Domenico mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, just let him tell us, you know, when he runs out of gas, we'll, we'll think about it then. I was reflecting back, the last time I had a similar sort of horse was, you know, uh, racing to win. I think he went into the the Golden Rose's fourth career start, and uh, but I'd given him a month between runs sort of going into it. So there's a few things to consider going into it. I think he ran... By memory, second to paratroopers by memory, is that that'd be right, John? He did, and yeah. I, I think if I'd have had my time over again, I may have just given him a little trial in the in the you know the month leading up to it, and may well have been a difference. You know? Yeah, um, it's so hard to put a ceiling on a horse who's had two starts, but everything he you didn't push him as a two year old, and uh, in hindsight, that might be the makings of this horse long term. 
I, I think so, Ray, because, uh, you know, during the autumn here in Sydney, obviously they raced on heavy 10 tracks and I just didn't think it was, you know, worthwhile putting him to the sword in that respect. Uh, and, and we just cuddled him and trialled him and turned him out, brought him back in the early part of the winter and with a view to giving him a run as a two-year-old. Um, so, you know, I, I think that it probably in long term it'll, it'll pay uh, dividends to the ownership group. Exactly. Hey, John, Group 1 Racing starts next Saturday at Royal Ramwick. It's the Winx Stakes, Mean, Silver Shadow, etc. Um, we have many runners in the first, what's the unofficial start of the Spring Carnival, isn't it, really, next weekend? Yeah, well, we'll run Benno in the in the Winx, and uh, and we'll have some nice uh, runners on the day, Pizarro and Jale and a few other bits and pieces. So, um, yeah, it's the start of the carnival and uh we're really really looking forward to it right so we're hoping for a little bit of good weather in the next mm. few months with you and uh i think some sort of exciting racing uh, you know wonderful prize money great horses and just a really good time to be involved in the industry yeah and benno's such a nice horse too isn't he john with so much upside the derby play getter and uh, i think you told me you're probably looking more towards a metro program this year rather than the cups campaign and maybe the cups in 2023 is that the likelihood yeah, I think, Ray, I think, uh, you know, like the encouraging thing yesterday to see David Payne's horse who ran sixth in the derby yes. come out to do such a good job first mm-hmm. up. So sort of, you know, give credibility to the derby form. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think if we just give him a nice light prep this year, uh, season him up over the next 12 months and, and give consideration to uh, the Cups next season. It's funny, we just had David Payne on earlier. He said exactly the same thing. Probably he did the same thing with Montefilia last year. Went to the Metrop. Uh, did go to the Caulfield Cup with her, but not to the Melbourne Cup. But he's going to do the same thing with Raging Bull. Metrop this year and Cups long term. But you're right, it did sort of frank that, that derby form from autumn. Yeah, no, I think it's a good race, Ray. And, you know, obviously those the first three across the line really cleared out from the others. So uh, we were a bit obviously disappointed on the day to run into a horse of Hitotsu's ability, but, you know, still we've got a nice horse going forward. John, did your optimism for the Cowboys slip ever so marginally yesterday after their loss to the Roosters? Yeah, I think so, Dino, because obviously there's two sides that, you know, on paper both South and, and the Roosters have just got such enormous strength and quality on paper, and, and now they're starting to produce that on game day. And uh, so it was a bit of a challenge for us yesterday, irrespective of the week. And um, and we probably, you know, we come up a little short. So uh, the, the the thing for us, if we can hold two and and uh, play a couple of home semis, will obviously play will help us immensely. But if we've got to travel, come down here and play the Roosters and, and South away from home, it's going to be making it extremely difficult early in the finals. It's a really valid point, John. Yeah. If you can get that home, get final, home final up there in Townsville, we all know. Our clubs hate going up there to play them. If you can get that game in North yeah. Queensland, that's an incredibly big advantage. Well, particularly, you know, as the semi-finals, you know, are in you know late August, September, and it's starting to get hot up there now. So mm. it's just a it's a completely different ball. I mean, it's, it's warm enough during the winter, but you know, when we're getting into September, it's starting to get pretty warm up there, and it's a big advantage for us. You know. Yeah, and if you can get a 
a win in week one, obviously you go straight to week three and you're one win away from a grand final. Always easier to think about things before the event, but at least the Tigers, at least sorry, the Cowboys are giving themselves a chance, John. They're right in the mix. Hey, John, congratulations with Zuccarino yesterday. He's an exciting horse going forward. He's right in the mix of the big three-year-old races and, and best of luck with the coming spring carnival. Guys, always a pleasure to talk to you. And, and if I could just pass on my condolences to the Green family, the most tragic circumstances. And I can tell you uh, it's rocked everyone in North Queensland uh, and uh, you know the whole rugby league community in the most tragic circumstances John, in yeah, recent times. Yeah, you know? Well said, John. John, without getting too personal, did you have much to do with, with Paul Green? No, I, I, I met him on the odd occasion, um, mm. only Ray... Uh, you know, so I, I didn't know him personally, but extensively, but uh, it's just so tragic to think that someone is in such despair that they mm. would want to leave their children and wife, and, and you could only imagine the pain he must have been in. So, mate, it's just, a, it's, just it's rocked everyone, you know. Mm. So, um, I speak the, I've actually got a football uh, reunion next week, and uh, I was speaking to a few of the boys there last night, you know, all still live up there and, and they just can't believe it, you know. So uh, it's just it's a very tragic. Yeah, no one can believe it. It, it is it, it is horrific news. Hey, look, John, on that note, we'll leave you. But look, congratulations again with Zuccarino yesterday. Best of luck with the Cowboys and um, very best of luck going to the Spring Carnival. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic spring, Ray, mm. and uh, we look forward to seeing you throughout the... Thing, and we might even get the bulldog to the races there one day. Trying to no, convince him. Is there a, a little uh, cheeky private suite out there you can slip into, John, with a little bit of a couple of prawns <laughs> and some <laughs> crown lagers or something? Valandis cut. Bulldog, you'll make the Valandis cut in the chairman's room there one day for sure. <laughs> I might get. Uh, I might have a few Best couple of extras and start sledging you. <laughs> Best seat in the house. <laughs> There's a long list, Bulldog. There's a long list. Just get your line, brother. I can wait. <laughs> It'd be so funny to see Bulldog in the chairman's lounge, wouldn't it, John? <laughs> you have to push Buzz out of the way. You'll have to push... Oh, Buzz will be there for me. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> snout in the trough. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. It's welcome in the press room. I, you know what? I'm more comfortable in the outer, right? Thank you. Way. That's where I prefer to be. <laughs> hey, good on you, John, and um, thanks so much. We'll talk during, during the carnival for sure. Always a pleasure, boys. Thanks, John. There's John O'Shea. You should come to the races, Dino. You'd enjoy it. Well, I would love to, but I have to prepare for the show. You can prepare at the races. How? You can watch the footy on your phone, still watch the races. Yeah, then I can't have a beer. You can have a beer if you want. Nah. Just knock off early. I'll leave the races to you, mate. Okay. I'll look after my rugby league. <coughs> hey, Dino, we have a winner for our um, Z and Z watch. It's Daryl Swan from Kingaroy in Queensland, and he correctly answered Daryl texts in all the time. Yeah, so good on you, Daryl. So um, we'll get an NRL watch of your club's choice out to you. I think it's the Broncos. Yep, Daryl's a Broncos fan, so we'll get that to you straight away. Now it's the time for the league super quiz, so call now on 13.53.53. That's 13.53.53 to be part of the league super quiz. G'day, it's Dave Stanley. Make sure you check in to Racing HQ for everything that's good about racing. Tommy Berry, who joins us on the phone. You weren't happy with last season, were you, really? I mean, you're a tough marker, but you wanted better results, and there must be plenty of fire in the belly for this new season. You know, I based my the seasons on being very consistent, and I think I lacked that consistency last season. Uh, halted by a couple of suspensions. One of them was lengthy, but in saying that, there was, you know, I've got to turn up and do the job every meeting, and I, I don't feel like I was getting the job done uh, as often as I would have liked. Racing HQ. Tuesday to Friday from 9am on Sky Sports Radio. 
Mum, can you see the MasterCard I'm holding? No. It's a digital prepaid MasterCard, Mum. It's virtual. Oh? Right now, we have a bonus digital prepaid MasterCard up to $400 on selected kitchen appliances at Bingley. You could use it to get something else. Something you can see, Mama. Ha-ha. You have virtual talent, Lionel. Really? Yes, I can't see it. Get a bonus digital prepaid MasterCard up to $400 on selected kitchen appliances at Bingley. Bingley, better living every day. It's Cheval Grand! Cheval Grand goes on and wins the Japan Cup! The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe, first time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. If you've been in a car accident and it's not your fault, you've got rights. I didn't know that. Yes, you have a legal right to a car similar to the one you were driving. Just call Right to Drive right where you are. They'll arrange an accident loan car to be delivered to your door. It'll keep you on the road until your car's ready to be picked up from the repairers. And it's at no cost to you. I didn't know that either. So if you've had an accident with another car that's not your fault, remember righttodrive.com.au. Conditions apply. Wherever you are in New South Wales, Sky Sports Radio's there too. On Wilcannia, 98.3 FM. Dunedoo, 87.6 FM. Cobar, 104.5 FM. And Binaway, 87.6 FM. Ball leg stump, top of leg stump. Go out, that's out, surely that's out, yep. King on a hat trick. And gone! The hat trick for King. Three on the bounce. Outstanding from the leggy. She missed out on one in the Commonwealth Games. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show, Dan. That was Lana King, the Australian leg spinner, taking the first woman ever to take um, a hat trick in the. They call it the 100, don't they? 100. Yeah. And she. Um, said that her inspiration has always been and remains and will continue to be the late, great Shane Warnham. And on that topic, we've got um, uh, a talk topic answer. Would have liked to have seen Shane Warne captaining Australia in an Ashes test. That would have been something. But he also gets us, sets us straight to, you know, Rocky 2, he beats Apollo, as you said. Rocky 3, he beats Mr. T. Rocky 4, Apollo dies and he beats Drago. And he goes on on Rocky 80 beats the Alzheimer's. That's from Jack. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. Producer Steve in studio. Wayne said it's 17-10. The 17-10. I need this one badly. Uh, tails today, actually, Steve. Tails, tails it, it is. is. I might start off, right and mm-hmm. set the tone. You can open the batting? I'll open the batting. Okay. That would mean, Jace, are you there? Yes, how are you? Yeah, good yeah, morning, Jace. mate. How are you? Not too bad. All right, let's rip in, Jace. Question number one. How many NRL minor premierships, that's minor premierships, have the North Queensland Cowboys won? None. Correct. Well done. Solid start from Jace. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh there's <laughs> not drama a, already. Not, not a solid start from panel operator <laughs> Hamish. <laughs> no, Jace, you, got, you got that one right, Jace. Well, well done. done. Well done. Yep. Question number two. Which club did Wayne Bennett first coach? Was it A, Broncos, B, Dragons, C, Raiders? Broncos. No, he's actually coached the Raiders. Yeah, very, very young Wayne Bennett, wasn't he? Raiders' first year, wasn't he? Eighty. Uh, he oh, coached no, no, eighty-seven. Yeah, to the eighty-seven grand yeah, final right. with Don Fer, uh, Don Furness Senior. Yeah. Yes. Uh, question number three, Jace. Who is John Curry? Uh, 
Is he A, the Bulldogs chairman, B, an NRL touch judge, or C, the Broncos ground announcer? Touch judge. No, no. John Curry is the Bulldogs chairman, who I might add, Ray, is doing a splendid job. Yeah, the Bulldogs. I got touched up a bit there by the One Warriors late, but they still, they're still staying playing good footy under Mick Potter. Over to Zach is on the line. Zach, good morning. G'day, fellas. How you going? You feeling confident, Zach? One to tie two to win, my friend. Yeah, no worries. Okay, here we go. Question number one. How many wooden spoons have the Sharks been awarded? None. Actually won three. Do you win? Do you, do you win a wooden spoon, Dino, or are you given one? Um, 1967, their first year, 69, and in 2014, the Sharks were wooden spooners. So they went from 2014 to 2015 grand final. Yep. Premiers. That's pretty good Big effort. Turnaround. Okay, Zach, we need this one. Question number two. It's multiple choice. Who coached the Cowboys in their debut year, which was 1995? A, was it Tim Sheens? B, Graham Lowe? C, Grant Bell? Tim Sheens. That's a tough one here. Grant Bell. I can't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Grant Bell was their very first coach. Foundation okay. year. All right, Zach, we need this one to tie this up. Who is multiple choice, Zach? Who is Peter McGeoch? A, senior video referee. B, Knights team doctor. C, Gold Coast kicking coach. Uh, the Newcastle Knights team doctor. Well done. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. Into a tiebreaker. Good job. Okay, tiebreaker. Here we go, Zach. How many tries have the Gold Coast Titans scored this year? And, Zach, the answer is between 1 and 100. Does that help? Um, <laughs> 43. Okay, Zach, stay on the line. Over to you, Dino. Jace, we're in a tiebreaker. Jace, are you there? Jace, there. We've lost him. What happens if we lose the person in the tiebreaker? Well, hey, Jace, are you there? Contra, controversy. It What's again. Happen it's happened again. I think Jace is there now. Dino. Jace, are you there now? Yep. Got Jace. Gotcha. Okay, here we go. All right. We go. Jace, we're in a tiebreaker. And the question is, how many tries have the Gold Coast Titans scored this year? And the answer is between 1 and 100. Um, 41. Oh, no. We'll go back to Zach. Um, I think Zach, Zach, you're there? Yeah. Mate, you have won today's quiz. The Your answer, 43, was the closest. The correct answer is 60. But, Zach, you have won the $100 cash card courtesy of Tab. Congratulations, mate. Beauty. Thanks, fellas. Hey, Zach, stay on the line. We'll get that $100 cash card out to you straight away. Dino, 1810. I think it's just about over. I think so. No chitack I'll have you. to change my tactics mm-hmm. completely for next week. So you won't open the batting I don't now. know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come in here next week a different man because what I'm doing mm. isn't working. <laughs> okay. I like the man who's... So I'm going to have to think outside the, on the square run. a little bit. Okay. And, and that could mean something... Controversy? Or immoral. Immoral. <laughs> okay. Well, coming up next time. And now, Jerry Daffy's Life Lesson. Jared, good morning. I hope our life lesson is nothing immoral. Well, this just goes from bad to worse, doesn't it? I mean, poor old Dean, uh, he's just copying it left, right and centre. And now you've got Hamish, the panel operator, chiming in as well, (laughs) gonging Gonging a correct correct answer. answer. (laughs) 
Forty ground zero would have appealed, but I, I just don't know how I can yeah. eke out something in there that's contentious. This one today's for the older listeners. Mm. Why is the abbreviation for pound LB when there's neither an L or a B in the word pound? Excellent. Really question. good point. Do you know the answer to that, Jerry? No, I don't. Yeah. It's very strange. If you look, if you find out, can you let me know, please? Uh, our, I'm going to Google our it listeners as you're are talking. our best source, resources, so they'll let, let us know for sure. Hey, Jared, NRL, it's wide open now. Penrith are stuttering a little with injuries and suspensions. A storm mm. and South are surging. Well, that's seen uh, the results of the weekend so far. Have seen some changes to that premiership market. Uh, $2.25 now for Penrith. Uh, $5.50. For Melbourne Storm, behind them we've got Cronulla at 8, North Queensland 9 and South. They've been a good money side the last week or so. I think that'll continue this week. They're at 10, Roosters 11, Parramatta out to 17, the Bronx 29 and that's pretty much it. The rest are 201 or better. Uh, the two matches today, Ray, mm. uh, Canberra at $1.48, St George Illawarra 265, a line of 5.5 points and the Titans have got some love out there in the betting ring today. 285 into 260, Manly at dollar fifty, a line of five and a half points. And you mentioned those matches next week. What a yeah. blockbuster round it'll be, in particular Thursday night. South 165, Penrith at 225. That might surprise a few, but I guess on form they're entitled to be yeah, favourites. South are going good, aren't they? Jeez. Now, Jared, the word libra referred <laughs> to balance or scales in Roman times and was right. also part of of a unit of measurement known as Libra Pondo, Gee, you're too good which has translated into pound weight or a pound by weight. I just That's remember that from my school work, days. Did you? Yeah. yeah, I didn't go to Google. I remember that from my <laughs> history lessons. You read that lessons. straight across the course, in year eight. nine. <laughs> yeah, it's just come back to me. Nice work. Thank you. Uh, AFL, Jared and uh, Carlton, heartbreak last night. Oh, Jared. how bad was that? Oh. How anyway. bad was that? Uh, Richmond. They can still make it, but yeah. they just need a few uh, they, they cards to, to fall their way. They weight. need to beat Collingwood before probably 100,000 at the G next yeah, week. Yeah, that'll be a big yeah. one. Uh, today, Richmond $1.30, Hawthorne 350, 22 and a half points. Gee, Sydney are short given Collingwood's form. They're $1.38, Sydney, $3.10, Collingwood. Uh, we yeah. did have 21 and a half start yesterday to Collingwood. That's into 19, and I understand that. They've been, well, they've been competitive every week, uh, even when they were losing. And the final match for the round, Essendon 170. Adela- uh, Port Adelaide two fifteen next Friday night. What about this one? Brisbane a dollar eighty five, Melbourne a dollar ninety five. Mm. So really looking forward to that one. And the flag update: Geelong two seventy five, Melbourne four, Sydney seven, Collingwood eight, Brisbane into ten, Frio fifteen, Richmond seventeen, the Bulldogs fifty one, and the rest are one hundred and one or better. Hey Jerry, just back to the Swannies and the Magpies game today, and I, I know. Sydney at home, always hard to beat. But doll 38 to 310, Collingwood in two-horse race. They won 11 in a row. They're too short, Sydney. Yeah. They're just too short. Uh, the the 19 and a half start is attractive to me because well, I, I line, know they've yeah. been winning all of those matches only just, but all you can do is win. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Jared, the NFL <clears throat> preseason continues? Yes. We're three weeks away from the season proper, but we've got a handful of um, preseason matches today and one actually... Kicks off pretty shortly. Uh, Pittsburgh 175, Seattle 210, Tampa Bay 195, Miami 185, and the one at 11 o'clock, Denver 150, Dallas 260, and the Chargers at midday 162 against the Rams. 
at uh, $2.30. So a local derby there. And the charges just on the Super Bowl have been 26 into 15. So it's not far away, but there's been plenty of interest in these pre-season matches. Tennis? Uh, we've got uh, one of the semis to come in the Masters at Montreal this morning. Karuna Booster, $1.42 to beat Evans at $2.70. Uh, the women's second semi is currently in play. And the market to win the US Open title, Djokovic, we still don't know whether he's there or not, $2.50. Medvedev, three twenty-five. Alcaraz, 5 Nadal, 6 Nick Kyrgios is into $9 now. And a couple of the others uh, gaining some attention. Kaspar Ruud at 34 And Hubert Herkas, uh, $51. So he's into that final in Montreal. And as far as the women's are concerned, well, Uga Schwantek, she was beaten uh, a couple of days ago, and of course Naomi Osaka, uh, she withdrew due to injury as well. So a little bit of a question mark over both over the both that lead the market there. Schwantek out to three twenty-five, Osaka eight, Simona Halep. I think she's into that final in Toronto. She's at ten. Coco mm-hmm. Golf eleven, Alina Rybakina at eleven. And before I go. Man United, I know you've spoken at length about that this morning. I'm not sure whether I mentioned on this show over the last couple of weeks. I know I mentioned it on Dave Stanley's show. Before the season got underway, Man United were $1,001 or $1,001 to to be relegated. Some of the bets, $300 at $1,001. That's for a a win of $300,000. $200 at $1,001 and $300 at $751. So there's... There are some out there who thought yeah. that they were going to fail. Long way to go, but a pretty ordinary start. 4-0 against Brentford. Unbelievable. Yeah. Now, Jared, I'm going to throw you under the bus here. Go for it. About <laughs> half an hour ago, Ray said the football was on Friday, and Tanya oh, yes. correctly said, mm. no, Ray, it was on Friday. Yeah. Jared texts me, wow, even Tanya giving Ray a backhander now. <laughs> Is the golden era over for golden Ray? Era. To which I text back saying... I will be taking over the show soon. Bloodless coup. Correct. Bloodless coup. What about Jared? Mm. And you know I'll have your back. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it didn't go unnoticed, uh, Tanya. Lovely, lovely lady, Tanya. But, but Ray, you can't keep dragging her off to the football when she'd sooner be at home watching Days of Our Lives or something. It's the other way around. No, other way around. Like, I dragged her well, to that's not Penrith how it came on across. Thursday night. No, I got the days wrong. See, I had Penrith Friday night, but it was Thursday night we were at Penrith. Get that Friday tape out. She was not happy. She was not no, happy. She, she did say afterwards, because um, Dino did say something to her, and I think Tanya's words were, no trouble in paradise. Is that right, Tanya? No, yeah, she's nodding her head. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. We haven't had an argument in the 10 years of Nani, you know that, Jerry? Really? We don't argue. Dino's trying to get one in a day. Yeah, hey? You're missing something very special, day. right? Life's too short to argue. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, Jared, appreciate it as always. We'll talk next week, my friend. Gee, boys. Here's Jared Daffy talking all things um, life lesson and NRL and sporting odds. Phil Moss is online. Let's get his take on what happened to Man U. Mossy, good morning. And talk about trouble in paradise. What about trouble at Old Trafford? I was going to say, Ray, good morning to you and Bulldog and all our listeners. There might not be any arguments in your marriage, but I think there are a few in the Manchester United dressing room at the moment. Yeah. What's going on there, Mossy? What's your take on it, mate? Oh, Look, I, I said this from day one, Ray, and I stand by it. Manchester United, the, the rebuild that they've got, I believe they needed a top-notch manager who understands the Premier League, has been there, has done it in that league. Um, and look, that's not a slight on Eric Ten Hag's ability as a manager and uh, coaching ability, leadership ability. It's just the size of the rebuild at that club. They, they have to... 
have to rediscover their identity. Mm, yeah. What do they stand for? Like it's 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 building blocks from the very base up, um, which or, or from the very top down, if you if you like in, in football terms. But I just uh, you look at last week. Um, you know, first up loss to Brighton, all at sea defensively um, last night um, or this morning. Um, the goals that they conceded were just they. It, it didn't even come close to Premier League football. Mm. It, it was schoolboy um, stuff like okay, the hair goal, goalkeepers make mistakes, and that was a howler for the first goal. But um, the second goal, playing out from the back when there's a an intense press from Brentford, and there are no options to play out. Players have to be able to identify that and play play. You you either play through a press, over a press, or around the press. And they played straight into the press, lost the ball, Christian Eriksen, and uh, and conceded the second goal, and it was all downhill by then. Um, they've set all number of records for the wrong reasons. Mm. Um, if you look at um, the last time they were last on the table after two rounds was 1992. The last time they had seven successive defeats away from home was 1936. And Ten Hag is the first manager since 1921. John Chapman to lose the first two games wow. of the season, so yeah. you put that, that puts things into perspective. Brentford are worth around fifty-five million as a squad. Manchester United around four hundred million pounds. Jeez, that's incredible. Mossy Arsenal uh, won. Man City looked in cruise control. Oh, I love it, Bulldog. Get straight to the good news story. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like you, mate. You usually like to try and make a bad headline. Mate. No, no, I'm a positive person, Mossy. You know that. <laughs> Yeah, look, it was a fantastic performance by Arsenal, and um, and the good news there is Jesus. He's really hit the ground running. He scored a couple overnight uh, alongside Xhaka and Martinelli um, for um, for Arsenal, and uh, you know it's, it's things are looking good for Mikel Arteta. And the, the big question going into this season was can he take them to another level? Well, the early signs are, are pretty promising, mm. so. Um, now, they got off to a good start last week, 2-0 win over Crystal Palace. Uh, Martinelli on the score sheet again. So some good signs there. And the other one, I think, did you just mention Manchester yes. City Bulldog? Yes. Yeah, so they were in cruise control against Bournemouth. Bournemouth favourites to go down. Uh, Gundogan um, got them off and, and running in the 19th minute. De Bruyne scored an absolutely sumptuous goal in the 31st minute with the outside of his right foot, Phil Foden on the, on the score sheet. As well, so uh, Pep Guardiola seems to have them humming, and the the, the only surprise in a four nil win really was that uh, uh, Ireland wasn't on the score sheet. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, other games overnight: Mossy Wolves at home, nil all against Fulham; Brighton at home, nil all against Newcastle; and Southampton two two against Leeds. Did Leeds throw that one away? They did. They yeah. certainly did. They were two nil up, um, forty uh, forty six and sixtieth minute. Rodrigo on the score sheet. Um, and then they conceded in the 72nd and 81st minute, um, which would have left Jesse Marsh, the manager at Leeds, devastated because away from home, uh, to be 2-0 up and throw it away, that's just not good enough at that level. And I've said I think Leeds will struggle this season. Uh, it's early days, of course, but um, that's certainly not a good time when you're 2-0 up and you throw it away. But um, it is the Premier League. There's, uh, there's nowhere to hide there. Aston Villa with a good win over Everton. Uh, that was part of my multi on... Uh, on Friday morning, I thought Villa would get the points there. They did. Danny Ings and uh, Buendia um, getting on the score sheet for uh, Stephen Gerrard's mob. Now, Sam Kerr has been Big nominated news. for a World Award. Uh, oh, look. 
going to be fourth time lucky bulldog. Mm. She's been nominated all four times since the uh, the women's Ballon d'Or uh, was uh, was created, and um, she hasn't won it yet. She finished third last time around. Um, so let's hope she's. I mean, she's been phenomenal for uh, for uh, Chelsea. Um, but I, I guess what may count against her a little bit is the Matildas dropping form um, over the last twelve months. So uh, let's hope she gets it because you know that, that's probably the crown and glory of a, of a career, and it's nowhere near over, of course. But it is crown and glory of a career that um, she is definitely in the top echelon of. Uh, of women's players around the world. So uh, a Ballon d'Or sitting next to her name would be uh, just reward. She's a star. Hey, Moss, we haven't had a chance because you've been away the last couple of weeks to talk to you about your predictions for the Premier League. Just quickly, who do you think will win and we'll go, we'll go straight into Mossy's multi for the weekend as well? Yeah, no problem, Ray. Look, uh, yeah, I've tipped Liverpool. Um, people will say that's my heart, but that is my heart and my head. I honestly believe they've got more options to score goals than Manchester City. Obviously, big signing. With uh, Ireland there, but um, you know Liverpool have um, have fired a shot themselves with Nunes, and uh, I, look, I think um, they've they've got the the goods. Uh, you know they haven't changed defensively or in uh, in midfield, but I think that addition they've lost Mane, of course, but I just think um, Manchester City have lost a lot of goals, and Ireland will bring goals, there's no doubt, but I think Liverpool will get the title. Top four: Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Arsenal. Um, Bournemouth uh, favourites to uh, to collect the wooden spoon, and I do believe Bournemouth, Nottingham Forest, and Leeds. That won't be popular, but no. I do believe they'll be the three that go down. Go Leeds, stay in, stay up there. Hey, what's your Mossy's multi for the weekend, Phil? Well, I had uh, on Friday. I had Villa, Arsenal, Spurs, and Liverpool. We've got two from uh, four there so far: Liverpool and Arsenal. Uh, uh, sorry, I beg your pardon. Villa and Arsenal on the on the uh, winners list. So the uh, I've gone a three legger from here forward, yep. which is Spurs into Liverpool into West Ham to beat Nottingham Forest away from home. But I think uh, Spurs will get over Chelsea in that big London derby. Terrific, yeah. Hey, Mossy, really appreciate it. Hope you're right about Liverpool winning the Premier League this season. And um, we'll talk next week, mate. Good on you guys. Take care. There's Phil Moss talking the world of football. Here's 9 o'clock news. Hello, I'm Sarah Warmby. More skilled migrants will be welcomed to Australia next year as the Prime Minister looks to fix the country's ongoing labour shortage. Lucy Hinton reports. Tens of thousands of more migrants will be arriving in Australia from next year to fill those chronic worker shortages being experienced right across the country. The federal government is proposing to lift the cap from 160 to 180 or even 200,000 migrants a year to fill jobs in areas such as IT, and aged care. It's also looking to recognise more international qualifications and has proposed bridging training, which will mean that migrants don't have to complete years of needless additional study. Now, this policy will be canvassed next month's Jobs and Skills Summit, with the federal government looking to introduce the cap raise in the October budget. The Nationals are putting forward a fresh vision for their party and it includes more women. Leader David Littleproud has rejected the idea of gender quotas but wants to create an environment where female counterparts can come forward. Women largely turned away from voting for the party during the election.
Professional beekeepers can now euthanise feral bee colonies to limit the spread of varroa mite as we head into the warmer months. Bees typically swarm during spring to establish new colonies. Agriculture Minister Dougald Saunders says if you see any bees around your house, call the Department of Primary Industries Exotic Pest Hotline. They often swarm in chimneys or sometimes even in walls or letterboxes somewhere around the backyard. Uh, call that hotline number, report them, and we'll get somebody there to help you out as soon as possible. And those bees can then be euthanised safely and securely by somebody experienced. Recent flood disasters in New South Wales and Queensland have resulted in a spike in fraudulent claims for disaster relief payments. Services Australia has detected more than 27,000 cases of suspicious activity in the past six months, preventing $10.5 million from being fraudulently claimed. Ukraine has taken down a bridge providing vital passage for Russian forces. It's the last remaining bridge the Russians have been able to rely on to get military supplies to and from the Kherson region. Foreign policy expert Elizabeth Braw has told Sky News it's a significant win for Ukraine. You can say, well, it's just one bridge and Ukraine is a huge country. Well, that bridge leads to the, that city of Kherson, which became a symbolic victory early on in the war and led Uh, the Russians and perhaps even the world to believe that the Russians would be able to win this war. And almost 150,000 tea workers in Bangladesh have gone on strike demanding better wages. The BBC's Charles Haviland has more. Bangladesh's tea workers are mostly low-caste Hindus in an overwhelmingly Muslim country. They work in remote areas and struggle to get good health care, drinking water and other basics. A worker's minimum wage is worth only about a dollar a day. Unions are seeking at least two and a half times that amount, but plantation owners say they can only afford a fractional rise. The tea unions are now on a nationwide strike. It will continue beyond Saturday unless there's a breakthrough in negotiations. Bangladeshi media say the workers produced a record 96 million kilos of tea last year. This is Air News. Fremantle has secured victory over West Coast in the Battle of the West, running out the scoreline for a 71-47 win. The Eagles took the lead four times in the first half. Dockers coach Justin Longview says they expected the early pressure. They've been really competitive. They've brought really good pressure and we knew that they would um, bring good physicality. So the game panned out like we would hope in the second half, but... We didn't go into the game not expecting what they bought in the first half. The Bulldogs beat the Giants 62-57. to Geelong thrashed the Gold Coast 119-59. to Adelaide beat North Melbourne 103-74. to And the Demons beat the Blues 79-74. to The Brisbane Broncos too good for the Knights and the NRL taking a 28-10 to win. Brisbane coach Kevin Walter says it was a good showing from his side. Just keep doing the things that we do well and I thought we made some good progress tonight. In, in a lot of areas, still a lot of work to be done and, and a lot of improvement in us, but um, we got we got the win. It was a rough night for West Tigers going down to the Sharks 36-12 to and the Roosters have smashed the Cowboys 32-18. to And in the English Premier League, Southampton and Leeds have drawn two all. Brighton and Newcastle nil all. The Wolves and Fulham nil all. Aston Villa, Arsenal, Manchester City and Brentford all posted wins. Australian Independent Radio News. 
Standing at Aquas Queensland in 2022 is Divine Profit. His yearlings have sold to $375,000. He has all the attributes of a top-class sire. By Schwarzier, a leading dual hemisphere sire. Incredible physique and Group 1 racetrack performance. He stands for $16,500, including GST. For more information on Divine Profit, contact JD, PK or Penny from the Aquas sales team or visit aquasfarm.com. Mum, can you see the MasterCard I'm holding? No. It's a digital prepaid MasterCard, Mum. It's virtual. Oh? Right now, we have a bonus digital prepaid MasterCard up to $400 on selected kitchen appliances at Bingley. You could use it to get something else. Something you can see, Mama. Ha-ha. You have virtual talent, Lionel. Really? Yes, I can't see it. Get a bonus digital prepaid MasterCard up to $400 on selected kitchen appliances at Bingley. Bingley, better living every day. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Go all in on the Volkswagen Model Year 22, T-Cross 85 TSI Life from 32990 Drive Away. Conditions and exclusions apply. Visit volkswagen.com.au. All major roads are now closed between the Sydney CBD and the eastern suburbs. For City to Surf, William Street from Hyde Park through to New South Head Road at Ocean Avenue are closed. Carlingford, there's been a collision between a car and a motorcycle on Marsden Road at Mobs Lane. Heavy delays there heading southbound. Avoid the area if you can. At TPG Telecom, your business journey is theirs too. For reliable, secure, fast and affordable telecom solutions, visit tpgtelecom.com.au. I'm Thomas Reeve, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather. Dino will start in Sydney, partly cloudy for a Sunday, top of 19 degrees. Melbourne, a few showers developing, just 15 degrees in Melbourne. Brisbane, lovely sunny Sunday, a top of 22. Perth, partly cloudy and 19 degrees. Adelaide, a shower to about just 16 degrees for Adelaide. Pretty cool one in Hobart, rain and wind about just 14 degrees. Darwin, terrific day. Sunny Sunday, top of 34 degrees and in the nation capital waking up to a cool morning a shower to about heading for a top of 12 degrees in Canberra Nakora gets it under Ramian and he's over it's another Cronulla try off another Tigers error and Ofobo gets away from Shaw and scores and it's 4-0 Brentford have not witnessed anything like this for decades that's 4-0 off on Manchester United and it's the Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome back to the show for our final hour. Dino and Ray here very shortly. The South Sydney CEO, Blake Solly, will join us on the back of Dino's big story about where South will be playing. What's their home ground will be in coming years? A lot of controversy about stadium in Sydney at the moment, re-NRL. Tanya will be on with the sports update a little later and Phil Barzroff will join us with all the NRL and sporting news in our last half an hour. And it was a big story that you broke last week, Dino, and there is a lot of controversy about stadium at the moment in, in, in NRL, isn't there? Yeah, there certainly is. The NRL uh, bitterly disappointed that the government has reneged on multiple deals 
three times at a core stadium. And, mm. of course, uh, two weeks ago, they backflipped on a pledge for $250 million to upgrade Leichhardt, Shark Park and Brookvale. So I don't think the existing state government uh, is too friendly with rugby league at the moment. Yeah, well, certainly for this club, they're at sixes and sevens because they've been made promises South Sydney that seem to have been broken. Their CEO has been kind enough to join us on a Sunday morning. Blake Solly, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, Blake, thanks for joining us. And can... Dino's story last week certainly has created a lot of debate. And as I said earlier, Blake, there is a lot of controversy around Stadia in Sydney at the moment. But for South Sydney fans out there, where will South Sydney eventually be playing their home games? Uh, I'd love to have an answer for you, Ray, <laughs> to be honest with you. But um, I, look, we're not sure. We've got a meeting this week with the government. Um, we've been really clear all the way through for almost a decade that the core stadium would be our preference for our home games. Um, the government made three separate commitments to invest into a core stadium, um, knockdown, rebuild, refurbishment, upgrade. Um, and really at the end of um, the week before last, they said, we're not going to invest anything into a core stadium. And mm. our view is that our fans and members are the best in the game and they deserve the best experience when they go to a game. And in the absence of that investment, really the best experience or best fan experience in next in next season will be at Allianz Stadium. Blake, why do you think the government is resisting your move to Allianz, given... It is your geogra- or in your geographic heartland. I think they've clearly got some concerns about what happens to a core stadium members and uh, the sponsors and everyone at a core stadium if we move. Um, I think that's what's driving it, that they don't want a core stadium to lose content or events if we go. That's, um, not, that's not your problem, though, Blake. No, well, it, really for us, if, if they're that passionate about a core stadium, they should be investing some money into it. I think mm. it's a pretty simple equation. Um, but... That, I think, is the reason why they, they don't want um, a core stadium to lose events or to lose um, games of footy, and they want us to stay there and almost get the best of both worlds. They want a brand-new stadium to get some use and a stadium that they're not particularly keen to invest in that also gets used. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Blake, if the state government does see the, the light here and actually comes through on their, their promises and does do that refurbishment at a core stadium, South Sydney are happy to stay? Yes, yeah, mm. that, that's always been our position. That's always been our preference. We love that stadium. Our fans and members like it. With the refurbishment to the lower bowl and um, smarten up the corporate facilities, that'll be more than adequate for us. We're mm. not even asking for $800 million like has been promised. We just wanted a, a decent upgrade. But the government is unwilling to do that. Our view is that having spent $800 million on a new stadium, um, pretty close to where our fans and members live, the best uh, use of that stadium for the taxpayers of New South Wales who funded it is to have more teams playing in it. Blake, if the upgrade at Sydney Olympic Park doesn't eventuate, and at this point we would imagine it won't, and you are told that you aren't welcome at Allianz, where does it leave South? Well, it leaves us with a deal at a core stadium, but it it leaves us in a very difficult position because it's almost like we, us and, and to an extent the Bulldogs as well, are the only people who really believe in that stadium and play games there, um, whilst the government and venues New South Wales are refusing to invest in it and refusing to give the people that attend that stadium the experience that they deserve. Mm. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Hey, Blake, on another topic, um, I was out there um, at the Parramatta game on Friday night and Cody Walker was in great form. Um, Cam Murray just does what Cam Murray does. Latrell Mitchell, every time he gets his hands on the football, the crowd rises as one and he was the inspiration for our talk topic today, sports stars at a pure box office you'd love to see. 
back to the Rabbitohs. They seem to be building at the right end of the season, Blake. We are, yeah. We've, we've had our moments during the year. We've had some real challenges with, with injury and um, we had a difficult origin period at times with the guys getting selected. But um, since Latrell returned and we've had our origin players on deck on a regular basis, we've really turned the corner. I think we're six of our last seven mm. and the, the loss was a one-pointer and golden point at Cronulla who are doing really well, as you saw from their game against the Tigers yesterday. So we're peaking at the right time. Um, you said about Latrell, his form is great. He's, um, he's, he's, he's been first class off the field as well and I think that enthusiasm he has for the game rubs off on the other players and they just can't wait to get out there every weekend and do their best. Blake, I just want to duck back to the stadium issue one last time. I wrote a story during the week, a comment piece, saying that if the government duds, if that's the right word, South Sydney on this, they aren't the club to do it. The power that Souths have, the muscle they've got on and off the field, the history that they've got, and the fact we all have memories of 100,000 people marching up George Street. You don't want to make an enemy of South Sydney if you are a government with an election looming in March. That's right. You don't want to make an enemy of us. We've got, I think, the most passionate and loyal and, and strongest fan base in the game. And mm. We're not asking for anything unreasonable here, guys. I think that's the most important thing. We understand if the government doesn't want to invest in a core stadium because they've got other priorities, we get it. It's been a difficult time over the last two or three years, pandemics, um, floods, all of those things that governments have to deal with. So we're not being critical of that, but we're just asking for a fair go. And that's all our members and our fans and our corporate partners ever want, just a fair go. Yeah, it seems a no-brainer. And I understand that the government is mindful of the issues around particularly those floods victims, etc. And And no one is arguing with that. But again, Blake, it comes back to politicians making promises and then reneging. And it's if there's something that the public have just had enough of, is situations like this. How many times now have they promised to allocate funds to refurb Acor Stadium? I think it's the, it's three or four times now, Blake? Yeah, three or four times. So Mike Baird announced the That's first right. investment or the first stadium policy back in April 2016. Mm. And there's been four shifts across six sports ministers in that period since we signed our agreement to extend our term at Accor in May after Mike Baird's announcement. So... Um, and all the time there's been promises of refurbishment and investment and even yeah. a few weeks ago they were talking about a roof on the stadium but really when Dom, Dominic Perrottet came out a few weeks ago and said there's no investment in stadiums, full stop, that ended any prospect of redevelopment or refurbishment or an improvement of the core. Blake, do you think the Roosters, who are your mortal enemies, we all know that, do you think they're very protective of Allianz and would prefer South not to be there? Oh, I think... I think that's a loaded question. Are. Yeah, like, look, I think they probably are, but I've got to say, um, Joe Kelly, their CEO, and I get along quite well, and, and we've talked about this ad nauseum over the years. Joe um, was the CFO at South a long time ago, and we've got a view that the biggest clubs should be in great stadiums in um, central Sydney or at Homebush. So I think whilst they probably are protective of Allianz, they also understand that. If you're going to invest in a stadium, you want the best clubs in the league playing in it regularly and getting more people through the gates and through the turnstiles. You know, that's fair enough too. Hey, Blake, one of our listeners' SMS wants to ask you a question. It's Andrew from Newcastle. He's a massive Rabbitohs fan. He's actually said, can you ask Blake to come up to Newcastle, have a few beers with some mad Rabbitohs at the exchange? That's another point. But he did say if there was a draft and Blake Sully had to pick out of the three big guns, Latrell, Murray and Walker... Who would he pick? It's a tough one, but his mates at the pub, 
have been chatting about it and they want to know Blake Solly's answer. Uh <laughs> a very difficult one. I'd pick all three, but um, I'm happy to have a beer with him at the exchange in Newcastle and have a chat about it. Maybe I can get some advice on it. <laughs> you'd, find, you'd find a way to fit him more under the salary cap. <laughs> yeah, you would. Oh, I mean, they're just three great players and great people, and they've done so much to contribute to our success. So um, without wanting to dodge your question, I couldn't pick between the three. I'd want to pick them all, and um, I'm happy to explain why over a beer in, in one of the world's great pubs up there in Newcastle. Blake, uh, another text has come through for you from uh, JG. Uh, JFG, rather. Please ask Blake about the progress of South's Centre of Excellence. Will it be completed shortly? Yeah, so we're hoping for um, a November-December finish. Clearly, the weather has been unkind over the last three or four months, but anyone that drives past Ephraim Park will see how much progress has been made. Um, The grass is due to go down on the training field um, in the next week, so uh, we'll be in there November-December, if not at the worst January. So we can't wait. It's going to be a great centre. Redfern will always be our traditional, our spiritual home, um, but to have a first-class facility for our players and our staff uh, and, more importantly, the work that South Cares does in the community is going to be great. We're looking forward to it. Now, Ray, I speak to Blake quite a lot. You drive him mad, is Oh, I wouldn't say that, but... Okay. And I've always found Blake polite and... Yeah, something's he, coming here, Blake. No, 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 no I'm, I'm not coming. rubbing it. I'm not sort of getting <laughs> what, to the point here. Where are you here. going with this? He's an outstanding administrator. Where are you going with this, Dino? Where are you going with this? But. Here we go. I hear his golf game (laughs) is, I wouldn't say embarrassing, but it's pretty bad. Gee, you're throwing him under the bus here. Yeah, he's pretty bad. (laughs) Can you confirm or deny this, Mr. Solly? It's a work in progress. Right, work in progress. Aren't we all, though, when it comes to golf, Blake? What are you playing off? I'm playing off 25, but probably worse. uh, And in in sort of keeping what's been said, I'd. I joined the coast last December um, in an effort to improve my game, and I was 25 when I joined, and I'm still 25. So things aren't really going as well as so I So you've want. done your dart, haven't you? Much, I'm probably not getting as much time on the, the course as I want. But The, the thing uh, with maybe, golf, Blake, you've got to play more than once every five, five or six months to get better. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. So I think um, maybe at the end of the season I'll get a bit more time um, out there and start to uh, mow the handicap down from 25. How's your handicap, Dino? Oh, I don't play much anymore. It's, oh, so you're giving yeah. Blake Solly up. And you I, I got down to about 13, 14 oh, in my go. heyday. Which is how long ago? Oh, 15 years. When was the last time you had a hit? Uh, about two, three weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, hit him terrible. But yeah, I've got some spies out there say so he swings pretty ordinary. So <laughs> oh, maybe 10-pin bowling or something, Blake, or a bit of tennis. Might just be a bit easier for you. You know, I think I'm going to, I'll aim to get down to 13 or 14. If you can get down that far, I reckon I've got a chance. There you go. I like that one. <laughs> hey, Blake, look, I really appreciate you coming on the show and trying to explain where the, we're at with the stadium situation in Sydney. It's a complex issue, and hopefully the government, I know there's some meetings this week, will get to the bottom of it quickly. Um, also, um, congratulations with South's run of form, and best of luck going to the finals. Yeah, thanks, guys, and thanks for having me on the show today. Thanks, Blake. There's Blake Solly, South CEO, and there is a couple of really important meetings this week, Dino, with government. I know South have got a meeting um, in a rule trying to get this issue progress, Reed Stadia. Penrith are also involved, so hope there'll be some answers back into the week. Yeah, hopefully, Ray. Yeah, I know Blake Solly is meeting with the New South Wales Sports Minister, uh, Alistair Henskins. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, there's a resolution here. It's a difficult one, Ray. It's a difficult one. You know, who owns the new stadium? It's the taxpayers. Mm. So who determines who should play where? If South want to play there, you know, I guess the government has a right to say no, but should they say no? But, or should they be allowed to play there? Well, Blake Sully did say that they're happy to stay at a core stadium if they provided they refurb it. 
And and there's been, I think Blake said, four times since 2016, monies have been allocated and promises made to do the refurbishment at Accor Stadium. hasn't happened yet. Well, what about the other three? Look look at Leichhardt and Brookvale. Leichhardt, that little, uh, uh, Mm. I wouldn't say it's a stand, a little platform collapsed last week. People could have died, right? People could have died. Brookvale's been waiting, albeit they've got the new Bob Fulton Centre of Excellence down there. They've been waiting for a refurb for 30 years. Mm. Finally, they were told, these people, you've got your refurb, and then, bang, blink of an eye, no, we've taken it off the table. Rug pulled out. Yeah, it's a complex issue, and we understand those means this week will be really important taking that issue forward. We're going to take a quick break on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Listen to Dino and Ray. Chad Schofield. Kiwi Bowman's parents have a farm up at Dunnydoo. Just before I went to the stables and started my apprenticeship, I did a, a week up there and you know learned all the basics with Kiwi's dad, and that was great. And then I started my apprenticeship with David Payne. I was very, very small when I started at that age. I think I was 33 kilograms or something, and um, they used to call me autumn leaves at the track because I always used to fall off. 11am Monday on Racing HQ. Experience the thrill of racing on Tab Everest Day at Royal Randwick. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country, races back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now. Entry open in New South Wales residents only. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. Racing New South Wales authorised under New South Wales permit number GOCSC 1051. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers at 1-800-858-858. New to Dali in 2022. It's a two-length lead for Palace Pier. Races towards the line and Palace Pier is the winner of the Queen Anne. He recorded nine number ones. Five at Group 1 level. But Palace Pier looks too strong. Palace Pier, he's all class. This champion, Moiler. Introducing Palace Pier, Kingman's greatest hit, standing at Darling. G'day, it's Sean Garlick here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlow's Pies? Because at Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend, a sports update with Tanya Thomas. At a sold-out Scully Park in Tamworth yesterday, Cronulla recorded its eighth win from its last nine starts, 36 points to 12 over the West Tigers, and with its run home against bottom eight teams, is in a prime position heading into the finals. A big win for the Roosters over North Queensland, 32-18 at the SCG, and the Broncos leapfrogged Parramatta into sixth spot with a 28-10 win over Newcastle, helped along by a hat-trick of tries from Broncos winner Selwyn Cobo. Today, Canberra hosts St George Illawarra and the Gold Coast play Manly in Rabina. The Wallabies missing a couple of key players went down to Argentina this morning in the Rugby Championships match in San Juan, 48 points to 17. It's the Pumas' biggest ever win over Australia. Meanwhile, the All Blacks scored two late tries to end a three-match losing streak and possibly save coach Ian Foster's job, beating South Africa 35-23 in Johannesburg. 
Heartbreak for Carlton fans last night in the AFL. The Blue Boys needing a win over the Premier's Melbourne to lock in a final spot. We're leading with a few minutes to go, only to have it stolen with 11 seconds left. The Demons kicking a goal to win 79-74. to Geelong recorded its 12th straight win, 119 over the Gold Coast, 59. Fremantle, 71, beat the West Coast, 47 in the Battle of the West at Optus Stadium. Adelaide over North Melbourne, 103 to 74. And the Western Bulldogs, 62, beat GWS, 57. A massive game today with third place Collingwood taking on the fifth place Swans at the SCG. Sucarino maintained his unbeaten record with a narrow win over the Wayward Spacewalk in the Rosebud at Rose Hill Gardens yesterday. Also at Rose Hill, two potential Caulfield and Melbourne Cup contenders emerged with Shawfire and Raging Bull impressing with first-up wins. While at Caulfield, Doncaster Mile winner Mr Brightside made an impressive return to racing, winning the Lawrence Stakes. A brilliant first half from Brentford, scoring four goals in 35 minutes to eventually beat Manchester United 4-0 in EPL overnight. The defeat is United's seventh in a row on the road, their worst run since 1936. In other matches, Southampton and Leeds 2-all, Aston Villa 2, Everton 1, Arsenal 4-2 over Leicester, Brighton and Newcastle nil all Wolves and Fulham nil all Man City 4, Bournemouth nil. Round three at the St. Jude Golf Classic in Memphis this morning and Cameron Smith has crept up the leaderboard. He shot a three under 67, seeing him now in a tie for third at 11 under. Adam Scott, the next place Aussie at seven under. American JJ Spawn is on top by one shot. He's at minus 13. And still with golf, you'll like this one, Dino. The US Amateur starts, I think it's about Tuesday morning, our time, at the Ridgewood Country Club in New Jersey. And scrolling through the tee times, if you look at the 7.20 a.m. spot, grouped together you'll see Mark Costanza, Hazel Newman and Campbell Kremer. Giddy up. Not quite Kramer, but Kremer, yeah. Costanza, Newman and Kremer. What are the chances? Can't be fair, Do you reckon that's done on purpose? It has to be. It has if, to be. If they're hasn't those three it? names. Yeah. Remember Kramer? They got a the sense of humour at the beach. Yeah. yeah. End up in the oh, whale. That's hole in right. one. Yeah. Hole in one. What about that? Hole in one. Yeah. Is anyone a marine biologist? <laughs> he was angry that day, my friends. Yeah. Like it. an old man taking soup back to a deli. I yeah, don't know. No one knew what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> no. Now here's a really cute story which I've stolen off Buzz. Um, you may talk to him about it in a couple of minutes' time. The Cronulla Sharks Junior De La Salle under six side mm-hmm. contains Ben Ross's son Thomas, Andrew Fafita's son Lanes, Bo Ryan's son Jesse, Luke Lewis's son Levi, and Dean Hallettow's son Louis. Wow. They all play in the same team. So can you imagine maybe in 15 years' time we could have another Penrith-like dynasty down in the Shire? I love it. Do you reckon we'll still all be together in 15 years in the studio? We're walking in in our walking frames, haven't we? Haven't you started a bloodless coup? (laughs) Coming into our Zimmer frame. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, What is it? Men, women and children. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, When George was trying to get out of the 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 fire. fire, fire, And he knocked over the old lady in the the frame. And and Jerry says, "So so you think the concept of men, women, children first, um, first is an antiquated notion. <laughs> he went, yes. <laughs> yes, he's looking at equality. That's, that's what he's all about. Now, boys, on the week, next weekend coming, the jewel in the pool. Looking forward mm. to this. Now, this was a competition run between 2003 and 2015, and then it was stopped for a few years, and it's been brought back this year. What it is, it's Swimming Australia versus USA Swimming, which, as we know, is the biggest rivalry yep. in world the swimming. Two ma- superpowers yeah, Australia of swimming. versus yeah. um, the US. 
it's Australia has never won this competition. Um, so hopefully we're looking because it's in Sydney this year. Now, unlike um, previous years, the Americans are bringing 27 swimmers with them, but that that squad does not contain Caleb Dressel or Katie Ledecky. It, oh, so that yeah. certainly um, helps us helps <laughs> us a lot. But listen to the draw. So if you head out to Stadium Australia, oh, sorry, Sydney Olympic Park mm-hmm. um, at the Aquatic Centre next weekend, or the beginning coming, you can see Mac Horton, Emma McKeon, Kaylee McEwen, Zach Stubbley Cook, Matt Temple, Brianna Throssell, Maddie Wilson, wow. and just added recent in the last day or so, Cody Simpson, Shana Jack, Mitch Larkham, just to name a few. Galaxy of stars. That Seriously. is not just yeah. Australia's elite swimming, but that's Australia's elite athletes. Yeah. yeah, galaxy of stars. So yeah. it starts off on Friday. There's a relay at, in, at Bondo Beach. It's an open water swim. And then it will go to the Aquatic Centre for two big nights of racing on Saturday and Sunday night, mm. Australia versus the US. We Love talked it. about going to events and knowing whether you're seeing history or not. Mm. Well, these are the kind of yeah. events people should go to to mm. see, see these history. swimmers because yeah. you will look back in 20 years and say, I saw them swim live. I saw, I've never loved to see like Emma McEwan's. Yeah, swim, you yeah. know, just yeah. to say you've seen her. Just once, to say yeah. that we've seen, that you've seen her or yeah. a cast of this one of the all time greats. Yeah. yeah, and it's good to see them doing something out of competition, yeah. and I hope they're getting some money for it too. They're getting paid for it, mate. I hope so, uh, yeah. They should be, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that'll be awesome next weekend starting on Friday. I love it. Tan, a lot of debate, Tan, then about stadium in Sydney, and and um, Richard sort of put a lot of perspective. Hi, Ray and Dean. Sydney has a desperate housing crisis with many people living in cars. New South Wales needs more public housing, not football stadiums. Football stadium. Best wishes, Richard. I can't argue with that, Richard. You can't argue with that. What I will say, though, Ray, people often say, well, look, we need more hospitals, not football Mm. grounds or something like that. Mm. But each of those are allocated funds, Ray. Correct, yeah. You can't just say, okay, every cent goes to hospitals. Mm. As much as we need hospitals, I get it. You need a budget. But budgets are divided up into sections where they are all funded. Yeah, Richard, your point's very valid. I think the point that Blake Sully and others are trying to stress is that the government has made these promises repeatedly to do refurbs on certain stadia over the last six or seven years and haven't come through with it. A lot of people who are not South fans are saying South should stay at a, a core stadium because they've they arranged that deal. To be fair to Blake Solly, he did say that's their preferred option if the government does do that refurb at a core stadium. Yeah, a core is in need of a lick of paint, right? Yeah. If not more. Mm. I mean, they did promise eight hundred million. That was a knockdown rebuild. Mm. So that was the uh, original plan. Exactly. Yeah. Neil's on the line. Neil. Good morning. Morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, terrific. Neil, what, what do you got for us, mate? Uh, I just want to talk on the on live golf, and just as a tangent, what do you think the um, Greg Norman medal? Do you think it loses a bit yeah. of its luster now? Or? <laughs> good point. It, it certainly does. Well, Greg Norman's become a bit of a pariah now, hasn't but, but he? He's been I, left out of so many things. Couldn't go to that British Open no. 150th. I want to ask you this, though, Neil. Yeah. And I don't know the shark, so I'm not sticking up for him. But why is he being tainted so badly and painted as the villain where the golfers are all going? Mm. So why is a shark being singled out for this mm. uh, additional treatment? And yes, some of the golfers are being hammered for their decision, but... It just seems to me Greg's the one that's copying the heat more than anybody, where the others are following him quite willingly. Well, what about this to you, Bulldog? How about the parallels between this and the Super League? Yeah, 100%. I said it this morning. Mm. And World Series cricket. There's, yep. You know, there's quite often in sport, Neil, as you know, there's 
there's and, coups that happen. And young yeah. men who get offered a lot of money, it, 140 million that they're saying they're offering it's Cameron ridiculous Smith. Amount of money. How can he knock Neil? How could he knock that back? Oh, well, Tiger knocked back a billion. It, probably Tiger doesn't need it, I suppose. <laughs> but but it, that's a lot of. It, it, I did hear that, that that was right, wasn't it, Neil? Nearly a billion dollars he was offered to yeah, cost. That, yeah, well. It'll be like you, Ray. You don't need it. <laughs> I wish. Ray's got every coin mitted in this joint. Oh, you're yeah. kidding. Right boys. Hey, Thanks, good Neil. on you, Neil. Thanks so much. Um, it's a really good point. Um, and But the bottom line is that when's this money stopped, you know? Because they are throwing incredible amounts of money at this. It's got to dry up eventually, hasn't it? You'd think so, wouldn't you? I can't see that, how they're going to recoup their money. Based on some golf tournaments. Exactly. We go to a break, just quickly, we go to a break, this one from Willow from Windsor. Remember that episode of Seinfeld when George pulls a golf ball out of the whale spout and Kramer says with a worried look on his face, was it a tightness? <laughs> The putters panel. Midnight in Tokyo, paddled late last start, but on a fresh performance. Worth keeping safe in this race, getting back onto a heavy track. Midnight in Tokyo, beat true crime. Yeah, I'm mean, I've been trying. I think he ticks just about every box. I've been trying beat Ronnie Bear. Why half balls? If you're not on already, I'll be taking the prize. I'll be surprised if he doesn't start off on tomorrow. Oh, this horse is airborne now. Way ha half falls. The putters panel. Friday morning, racing HQ. Experience the thrill of racing on Tab Everest Day at Royal Randwick. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country, races back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now. Entry open in New South Wales residents only. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. Racing New South Wales authorised under New South Wales permit number GOCSC1051. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers at 1800 858 858. Thinking about your next build or renovation? Wideline Windows and Doors has all the planning tools at your fingertips. Their website is full of inspirational ideas to make your project a success. Advice and tips to get you started, even a colour selector and window planning tool. Plus, free online quotes are returned in 48 business hours. Just upload your plans or tell them what you need. Easy. There's never been a better time to take a closer look at the Wideline Windows and Doors website, www.wideline.com.au. Hi, it's Matty Johns. Get your years of hard work recognised and get the qualification you deserve with the help of Skills Certified. Their partner RTOs assess your workplace skills and can turn them into a nationally recognised qualification through recognition of prior learning. It could open your career options, increase your salary or even get your promotion. Why spend unnecessary time and money when life has already qualified you? Take the free 60-second skills check now at skillscertified.com.au. Get your skills certified. Deliciously flaky pastry on top of bottom, which is rolled extra thin and filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Yes, I'm talking about Garlo's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Garlo's pies are simply bursting with flavour and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. Here's a thought, Ray. Take a night off from cooking and grab a Garlo's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. And remember, we are located in the chilled meal section. If you can't find us, ask for Garlo's pies by name. Garlo's pies. They're thin on pastry and they're big on meat. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome back to the show. Did you see that, Dino, the Field of Dreams baseball game? Oh, it's fantastic. Start off with um, Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. throwing some ball to each other. And the players walked out of the cornfields like they did in the movie. 
Yeah, it was just great. One of the all-time great movies, that, Field of Dreams. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Better than The Natural? Uh, not a great movie. Watch it, Ray, to be honest. Natural, Robert Redford? Yeah, Robert Redford, yeah. I don't have the attention yeah, I span. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't got time anymore. I get restless after about 20 minutes. <laughs> like, and then oh, I start daydreaming. <laughs> no, it was it was um it was fantastic stuff and really took me back to that movie. Gotta watch it again. I think Mark's on the line. I think Mark wants to have a chat with us. Mark, good morning. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Dwildog. How are you, Mark? What do you got for us, mate? Oh, great for me ankles down. Just about this move golf stuff. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, why, why does America own world golf? And and that's part of the reason a lot of the players are saying they're happy to go to live golf, obviously the money, but they're getting an opportunity to take the sport around the world. Apparently, Mark, there's going to be three live golf tournaments in Australia next year, and that's the argument has been the P- PGA's ignored Australian golf for years. That's what I was about to say. There's three. There's going to be three um, games here. Mm. You can have games all over the world, and then sooner or later, pay TV will pick it up, and then it'll be on some free-to-air channel. You think, Mark, of the four majors, three are in America, Yeah, which is ridiculous. If you want to take it, Globally, mm. look at the tennis ray, mm. Australian Open, the uh, French, Wimbledon, Wimbledon, French, and US, and America. Yeah. So they go to four different nations. So mm. why America? I mean, clearly that's where the money is. I get Always it. has been. I yeah. get it. But you know, if you want to take uh, golf global, there should be a, a, a Japanese major, an Australian major. Let's mm. take it further than just the shores of between San Francisco and New York. Yeah, no, and that was always, that was what a lot of the players were, were saying who have defected across to live golf. So it's, you know, it. bottom line is, you know, if they're throwing this amount of money around to the golfers, I, I can't bag them for taking it because it's life-changing. And and you almost have to do it, don't you? Like Cameron be, Smith, $140 million. I'd be pulling a hamstring <laughs> to get to the pen to sign the bit of paper. Phil Buzz Rothfield joins us as he always does on a Sunday morning. Buzz, good morning. And it, it, it's a... It's a difficult issue, isn't it, Buzz? Because we've seen similar um, occurrences in other sports over the years, World Series cricket, Super League, etc. But this division in the world of golf, I can't see it healing anytime soon, Buzz. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. Extraordinary story, isn't it? The yeah. money being thrown around and you can, understa- you can understand golfers wanting to set themselves, their families, their kids up for life. But I'm a tradition man and... Um, even when I was working for News Corp during Super League War, I was an ARL fan, you know. Mm. I I just love tradition and um, I love Augusta. I love the British Open. And would you take $140 million to put that to one side? Oh, I would probably have to, Bulldog, I would say. I put it this way, I can understand, mm. you know, the, why it's become such a difficult decision for these players. Would you? Oh, in a heartbeat, Buzz. I've said from the start, I thought I'd pull a hamstring and get into the contract. Mate, you famously switched radio stations and turned for an extra $50. That's not true. It's a lie lie perpetrated by Hadley. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, don't start me on loyalty, please. I love Phil's loyalty. I love the British Open. I love the PGA. But I'd still go for 140. You can't bag him for that. It's common sense. Hey, Ray, before yeah. we get down to serious stuff, yeah. Bulldog was on 100 bucks for the roundup at 2GB. That's about right. Wrong. Yeah. And then Benny Lloyd rang and said, mate, I've got 150. <laughs> so he jumped ship. Wrong. <laughs> oh, it's a good Wrong. <laughs> Sounds good, but inaccurate. Poor old Hadley must have just said, what are you doing, Dino? 
Buzz. Here we go. <laughs> the silent seven at Manly. Mm. The yeah. big seven who pulled out are yet to front the media. What are Manly saying about this? Why aren't they being given their say? Yeah, well, look, I spoke to Tony so, Sorry, Buzz. I should just reiterate, that is one of the main stories in your column, What's the Buzz Today, in the Sunday yeah. Telegraph. Yeah, look, I just rang Tony Mestrock because, look, I'd spoken to a few people and since you broke the story, Mark Karianis uh, broke the story, um, that they weren't to play. Um, all those boys, uh, um, look, made it pretty clear at the time through the club that it was the way the club handled it and it was around their religious and cultural beliefs. But to give people a better understanding, I think all Manly fans, because it was so drastic, were expecting some sort of explanation. But look, the club have put up uh, all the players who actually played in that game against the Roosters over the last couple of weeks, but none of those boys. So it'll be interesting to see. I think um, the fans would like to hear from them just to get a best, better understanding. And I can understand that a lot of them are, are very young players and, and aren't, you know, experienced media performance. But someone like Josh Alloy, uh, I think, would be a terrific um, press conference just to get. It affected so many people, and I know it was a couple of weeks ago and there's been a lot happening in rugby league. I, I, I really think it's an important story for them to talk about. I really do. But Manly are protecting them, and that's also understandable in these days of mental health, welfare, well-being. And, um, yeah, but we'll watch this space for that one. Yeah, I'm just going to say, Buzz, uh, and just playing devil's advocate, that's all, um, are they on a hiding the nothing? Um. I, I don't know, right? Um, I want to know, Buzz. Yeah, I think no one's actually said yeah, the words yeah. we've pulled out because of this. We all assume it's religious beliefs, and we know that's correct, but I still haven't actually heard that from the yeah. players. And what about, Buzz, the truth will set you free? Once they've said it, it's off their chest. People understand where they're coming from. Everyone moves on, don't they? Yeah, look, to, to form an opinion on anything, you've got to always hear both sides of the story. Mm. And all we've heard so far was religious, culture, and the fact, lack of consultation from... So I'm not dirty on any of those boys. And, and, you know, to do something as they did, they obviously had genuine problems with wearing that jersey. But Mm. I I don't know why. And I, 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 I really... Just for the game, I'd like to hear from them. Just for Manly fans, I'd like to hear. But anyway, we'll see what happens. And I think if they do speak, then everyone can move on with this issue. Otherwise, it's still in the background. But as you said, 100% yeah. right. As I said, we'll move on, Buzz. We just had Blake Sully on, and I know you've written about it this morning, and, and he has yeah. reiterated what you have quoted him in What's the Buzz column, in, in that if the state government does do that refurbishment of a core stadium, South Sydney are happy to stay. Yeah, yeah, and he said that in the paper mm. today too. Look, I've had a little bit of a crack at South over what I see as a backflip in that they've been so adamant for the last four or five years that the old ANZ Stadium, now Acor, was their home ground from Russell Craven to the best football ground in the country. And when you look at the geographic location of a huge majority of their members, they no longer, a lot of them can't, uh, these people can't afford to live in areas where South fans used to, and they live in Sydney's western suburbs. There's mm. a train line right to the stadium. There's 
better transport out there. But um, understandably, they're upset that no money has or money has been pledged, but never spent there. So the, the state government and venues New South Wales have got a real problem here mm. because at this new stadium, they've already got three teams playing there, um, the Waratahs, the Brewsters and Sydney FC, and the fourth one now. I don't know. It's a lot of traffic, isn't it? Mm. Um, the, the other problem the government has got is they need to keep content at Acor Stadium. They can't have it become a white elephant. So the only way, in my view, to solve this problem is to take the 400 to 500k they were to spend on Penrith and spend it on Acor Stadium and improve the corpus facilities, turn it into a rectangle, put a roof over the place. And that is not just for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. It is for Sydney to have a proper major event stadium where we are going to attract all the international shows ahead of Melbourne, Adelaide, Brisbane, Perth, and drive tourism dollars, whereas a new stadium, Penrith, won't bring a penny into the state. Do you think Penrith will go ahead, Buzz? Can it? Do you think it still will go ahead? Well... It depends what happens at the next election, Bulldog, I would think. Um, look, the Liberal Party are no good to Dominic Perrottet. It's no good thing to hang on to office, is he? And um, So we might have a new government make these decisions without the suggestions of pork barrelling or influence of Stuart Ayres in that seat. But, but look, I can understand, South. They have been promised that much at that stadium. But if that venue is most convenient for their fans, you know there's no parking at Moore Park. Yeah, parking's horrendous. There's no, you know, a light rail's a light rail. That's not going to get 50,000 fans up to the stadium. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it, it's been a debacle, this whole thing. And mm. it's not just Manly, West Tigers, Cronulla missing out, Browns, Penrith getting one, South missing out. As I wrote last week, there's been six sportsmen in three years and it's been a gigantic stuff-up. Buzz, you had an exclusive story in What's the Buzz column today about Trent Barrett being among the candidates to take over as one of the Dragons' assistant coaches for next season. Yeah, interesting, yeah, because we had uh, the fact that Peter Gentle, Matthew Head and James Graham, who were part of the uh, coaching uh, staff under Anthony Griffin at St George Illawarra, were being moved on. and So they've been conducting interviews for new assistant coaches to help hook out over the next couple of years, and Trent Barrett was interviewed last week by their CEO, Ryan Webb. Now, Baz, all his... Um, for his poor record at the Bulldogs, he had 34 games there for just a 14.7 win record. I think he is generally regarded across the game as a great assistant coach without the pressure of managing players 24-7, salary caps, the high-performance staff, etc. So, um, yeah, he's well and truly in contention for a job there. And I don't like seeing anyone out of work, dog. And I think Trent Barrett's got a lot to offer that club. You, you saw what he did at Penrith. Um, he was a, very much a hands-on role with Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai coming through. And um, I think he could do some good things for, uh, 
for Anthony Griffin there. And uh, I'd love to see Baz back in the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think everyone would. He's, he's very popular. And you're right, as an assistant coach, he, he seems to do good things. Hey, Buzz, we'll talk some footy, and you must be getting excited about the Sharks. Oh, mate, I really am. And, um, there's all been talking about Coach of the Year and Craig yeah. Gibbon. Mm. Yeah, look, um, I, I think he, he's he got to be favourite at this stage. He's done a fantastic job with that football side. A couple of the older forwards, I've been really impressed and how he's squeezing every last bit of juice out of them, and I'm talking Andrew Fafita. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking Wade Graham, and I was really worried about Wade Graham last year with the head knocks and uh, that he wasn't the old kangaroo and origin forward, but Wade's playing strong now. He's captaining the side nicely. And the thing with Craig Fitzgibbon is he's been able to get Cronulla to turn up each and every week. Every club has a bad, two or three bad performances with them over a season. But they haven't been disgraced or they haven't been belted by mm. any side and they, they just compete every single week. And and the the other thing I like about this uh, competition, guys, and I'm going to do something with Column, that South and East emerging so late in the mm. season as contenders, how good is it? Yeah, it's, it's, it certainly is. Yeah. You know the TAB fluctuations? I've just got them here um, on my laptop. You know, the Roosters have in from $26 five weeks ago to $11 wow. on the tab. What about South? South are in from 17 to 10 since Luttrell came back. Gee, that's his lot. And Buzz, Luttrell sort of inspired our talk topic today, and I don't know if you've heard or had a chance to think about it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Is there a sport, because he's just... Pure box office, the Troll Mitchell, whether you like, like South or not, you go and watch him play. Is there a sports person you wished you could have seen play? Yeah, look, just on the Troll, it's a really mm. funny thing. South were playing Cronulla a couple of weeks ago, and I said to my family, rather than watching, you know, Mad Sharks fan, the main the thing I was looking forward to in our backyard at Shark Park was turning out to watch the Troll Yeah, line. yeah, I agree with that, yeah. More than your own footy side. Um, look, I didn't see Clive Churchill. I would love to have seen him because he was so small. Mm. He was wasn't much bigger than a jockey, but they, many people say that to be better than Billy Slater, you know, to be better than all these great fullbacks we got at the moment, Latrell, Turbo, Teddy, and being so small, I would love to have seen Clive Churchill play. Yeah, fair enough. Buzz. As sad as it is, I, I have to get your thoughts on the death of Paul Green. It was yeah. shocking. It was sad. It was heartbreaking. Uh, you obviously, like myself, interviewed and knew Paul. You probably knew him better than yeah. many others. How did yeah. you feel? I sat with him in a taxi box. He died in 2017, I think it was. It was Brisbane and the Cowboys um, were playing Melbourne Storm at Magic round and get uh, to see him at work and the stress he was under, but how well he coped with it, you know. And it's one of the reasons. Look, I've, I've known. I've had dinner with Greeny. I've had a beer with Greeny, and he, he was always good company. And you know, this mental health. He, he he didn't tell many people about it, obviously. And look, I've interviewed um, Garth Brennan about it today. And uh, but you know, he he had a really tough time when he was. 
um, action. The Cowboys in 2019, he said he's done a lot of thinking this year about Trent Barrett and Michael Maguire. And, mm. You know, if a normal person loses a job, they just lose a job. But these guys, it's played out so publicly that pressure, and I mentioned Trent Barrett, just 14% win record. and It's really, really hard on these guys. And look, from the people I talk to, Paul Green, although he never complained to anyone, did struggle at losing the Cowboys' job and then did struggle at losing the Maroons' job. And um, gosh, It's so sad, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, not much else can... oh, mm. Yeah, it really is, guys. Horrible yeah. story. But um, just just finally on that on this issue, um, do you sort of support the potential introduction of a round dedicated to, to mental health? Yeah, I, I do. Um, but I think um, when we have tragedies like this, Ray, it's much more than a round. A, a round would be great for public um, awareness. So I think a bit more often we've, we've got to check with our mates, are you OK? And... And, you know, we've, mm. we're all, everyone on this planet's got different stresses and problems to deal with in their life. And, um, yeah, uh, a bit more of that from all our mates would be nice, you know. Yeah, no, well said, Buzz. Hey, Buzz, just finally, we'll um, we'll get a couple of tips off you. Two games to complete this weekend's round. The 2pm game is uh, the Raiders versus the Dragons down there in Canberra. And then at 4.05pm, Gold Coast take on the Manly Seagulls. How do you see these two games, Buzz? Well, I think mathematically Raiders and Dragons can still make it something. Yeah, they can, but need a few results to go their way too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be hard, particularly with the Roosters and South now playing the way they are. Um, Look, I think the Canberra Raiders will win at home, even without Ricky. I think the players will live for Ricky. I think they love him, they adore him, and they know he's had a tough week through his own fault, mind you. Um, but I think they can get up and win today. Mm-hmm. And then we've got, well, the Gold Coast, aren't we? Titans and the Seagulls. I've yes. actually picked a, I go for an upset every week on this show, and I'm not batting all that good lately, am I? You were looking good last week for the, the doggies at one stage. Wasn't he crowing you, you by went the early crow too. buzz. Yeah, you went the early crow. Mate, you know they were leading 10-0. Mm. I started texting you two. Yeah. I started texting Brayton Master. Um, <laughs> Luke Macker, all these people at Fox Sports who I've made it the whole prediction. So what I'll do, I'll, the Titans played really good last week against Melbourne. Mm. And as I've said before, I'm still not convinced Manly are a strong, uh, strongly... I, I still think there's problems in the Pride jersey around. That's the only way to say it. So Titans have been on the coast. Fair enough. Hey, look, Buzz, appreciate it, as always on a Sunday morning. And enjoy your week, mate, and we'll talk next Sunday. Yeah, you guys too. Cheers now. Thanks, Bye. Buzz. There's Phil Buzz Rothfield talking all things NRL and indeed sport. Hey, Dino, on these two games today, any changes to the lineups? Yeah, there's a couple of uh, minor changes. Raiders, Dragons, GIO, Ray, that's at 2 o'clock for Canberra. Joseph Tarpany goes out with a mm. rib injury. He's a big loss. Emre Gula will start there in the front row and Tyrell Sloan dropped out yesterday from that Dragon side and will be replaced by Jaden Hunt. And the Titans Manly game up there at Rabina, 4 o'clock kickoff. Aaron Clark returns to hooker for Gold Coast. Uh, Isaac Liu will move into the starting side at lock. And for Manly, Morgan Harper dropped out of the squad yesterday. Brad Parker to start in at centre. And unconfirmed yet, but Zorba's mail earlier in the show was that Kieran Foran may be in some doubt, yeah. and Josh Schuster may be 
a late replacement. He'd be a huge out if Foran doesn't play. How do you see these two games? The tips, Dino? I think the Raiders can win down there, mm-hmm. even without Ricky. Look, I'll stick with the Seagulls because they've got more to play with, but gee, it's a danger game, Ray. It's it's 51-49 in, in my mm-hmm. eyes. I'll go Manly purely because they have to win this to keep their slim hopes alive. Exactly, yeah. This is a make or break for the Raiders, the Dragons and Manly this weekend. It's, it all comes down to... This afternoon's games coming up on Racing HQ with Simon Harrison. Mick Wallace will preview today's meeting at Cowra and China Marston. We'll look at Maruya. The Big Sports Breakfast team is back tomorrow morning at 5.30. I think Clarkie's back. Clarkie's back. You're beauty. Yeah, Michael Clark is back to join Loz, Laurie Daly and, of course, Jared Middleton, the host. And if you would like to revisit any of today's show or interviews, go to Spotify or the podcast icon on your iPhone or Android. Dino, are you footballing this afternoon? No, I'll be chasing some stories for the Mighty Daily Telegraph, which will be in print tomorrow and probably up online either this afternoon or in the morning. Absolutely outstanding. As always, Dino, thanks so much Thank for you, coming Ray. in. Thank you, everyone, for listening over the last three hours. As we say every week, enjoy your Sunday. And enjoy your sport.